0: I'm here to kill chaos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Core. This is Core, talking video games like we always do. Episode 299. One episode shy of 300. No oh shit. Yeah, dude. A think, milestone. That is a milestone. You ever had a... Um, We'll see. We've all, we've like all had stuff film? where we've hit at least 300 episodes of something. I mean, I've done it a bunch of times, but but you guys had at least 300 for Azeroth Roundtable, John, right? Something like that? Yeah, I
1: think so. Yeah,
0: That's a sign. I don't
1: remember what our last one was. You hit
0: 100, it means you're serious. You hit 200, it means you're not fading. And you hit 300, it means you're a show that probably has legs. That's my my rule. Except I guess Azeroth's on hold now. Because yeah,
1: the... It's not on hold, it's done.
0: Oh, it's done, never, so it's out. Never do it again. <laughs> It's out of there. And uh, yeah. good, bad, or bullshit, Bo, is how many episodes old?
2: I was just looking that up because I don't know. It was somewhere in the 200 range. This is pretty good. We, we, we pod faded classically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't really cancel the show. The last episodes, like, new episodes are coming. Yeah. And uh, the new episodes did not arrive, and I don't know.
0: Well, they'll get around to know, it.
2: So they'll pick back. Pick it back
0: up. You're the right. curb your enthusiasm of podcasting. They'll eventually show up, surprise everybody, and they'll there. They'll be a whole new season. Hey, if you're wondering yeah, why thanks. I brought that up uh, at home, it's because we do a little bonus content for our patrons every episode, where we talk about all kinds of random stuff. Today, uh, quantum leap, Star Trek. <laughs> Can't remember all what all got talked. To- uh, Brad Doris,
1: you know, pooping. all sorts yep. of stuff,
0: all sorts of good things. If you like that idea, then uh, maybe head on over to our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash Core. Let's get into this week's business. We have some news to discuss that isn't just a Microsoft buying Activision news, which is all we had last week, pretty much. Um, And there's still plenty going on with that, but we're kind of in that mode now where uh, we'll have to wait and see what it all means or how long it takes. You know, you're probably two, three years away from this thing being completely through if it goes through entirely. The only real news to come out is that uh, Microsoft made an announcement, or I guess Activision made the announcement, but whatever. It's it's interesting to, to, to hear it from them and not Microsoft. But anyway, they announced that for the next three iterations of Call of Duty. They're all guaranteed to be PlayStation uh, bound, despite the fact that uh, Microsoft might own them by, the, by then. And Microsoft has not said one way or the other if they can intend to continue the series over there or not. I personally think they will, because why not? They sell a ton of copies of COD over there. May as well. So I think they probably will. But uh, that's it. The rest of it's just like speculation. So we have fresh hot news this week, like this little story. Did you like the redhead in the Star Wars game? Do you remember that? John, you Uh, remember that?
1: I liked that game. I thought he was the worst part of it. But I did like that game.
0: Okay, well, I have some good news and some bad news for you. Okay. The good news is... They're making a brand new Fallen Order game, a sequel to Fallen Order. The bad news is Redhead Dude is back in it. So,
1: Well, I mean, probably.
0: Maybe. Well, we, I guess we don't know.
1: For sure. We don't know, but they're making a sequel to that game. That game was really good. Yeah. Um, I still, you know, it's been on the show. It was long enough for that game to be announced, come out, and me play it. I did not have a lot of hope for Fallen Order being a good game. I was pretty convinced it was not going to be, mostly because I thought the main character looked like... Hey guys, what if we took Luke Skywalker and made him a ginger? (laughs) And like, that was about as far as they decided to, to go with the concept phase for your main protagonist. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I still stand by. That's what it felt like. He wasn't awful. Like just to be clear, he he's, wasn't a good, bad, he's a good actor. It, the
0: guy got they got they got for the mocap and everything. He's a Hollywood yeah. dude with TV shows and credits, and he's fine. He did fine. Yeah, he's fine.
1: but it like we've seen it before. Like the just like I'm gonna do good. Like wide eyed, just like gonna do the thing. I'm a force user. Like it just it was it was bland. But there were a lot of really cool uh, side characters and extra characters in that, and the story was actually pretty good. Um, even had a cute little droid in it uh, that may have made an appearance in a certain Star Wars TV show yesterday.
0: Oh, um, oh yes, that
1: type of droid, at least. Oh, okay, so um,
0: mm, okay, interesting. I didn't watch any of that, that by was the way. A cool. Little I'm not so. There's nothing to spoil here when I ask this question. I don't think. But did it end satisfactorily to you? Because that was a that was the finale, right? That we're done now
2: no i don't think so oh i thought it I was hope. over six episodes and last this week was episode five i have oh. to say
1: that's a really weird way to end it because okay. uh the, yeah anyway I'm we glad don't you need said to that. talk about it but like it had nothing to do with the story thus far so it would have been an odd note to go out on but okay um, good it was the best episode so far oh um all right by by far.
0: Yeah. Am I gonna so, have to uh, I'm gonna have to barrel through five episodes to find the best episode. Should I just honestly,
1: t- Scott, you can watch that episode on its own. Really? It is a hundred percent standalone. It's yes.
0: a standalone episode.
1: Yes. Weird. The, th- the only thing you would be confused about is maybe the last thirty seconds of the show, and like that 30 seconds explains itself.
0: And you could fill me in later if I had to know what was going on there.
1: Yeah. You can watch that episode and be done. I
0: might just do watch that. All
1: of them, they're good, are well, they? It, it is yeah. good, but you should watch all of them. I keep them, hearing so many mixed
0: things. Everyone's like, episode. "Don't waste your time." I love Star Wars, and I hated this. I don't well, know what people and then are I,
2: so rational when it comes to Star Wars. You yeah, yeah, that's they're true. so reliable in their opinions. And uh, <laughs> good point. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's Star Wars. It. It's, it's not Lucas era. It's not whatever. Like, but it's better than the sequels. All right. It's your sweet spot. Uh, not, as, not as good as the originals or the prequels, but it's definitely way better than the sequels. But it's not better as than
1: great. nothing, which is what we would be doing if they didn't do it. Like I, it's not the best show, but okay. it's a stand-in for the mandalorian which is the show we wanted which isn't out yet for a while it's still coming out they didn't cancel the mandalorian and give us this instead right so it's just something to hold you over and it's fine okay but this new episode is different this new episode is not just fine this new episode is phenomenal and uh made me so excited for what's to
0: come well bo you said it's better or it's not as good as the prequels though And you know how I feel about who's opinion of the prequels. You
2: can put the prequels wherever you want. Like to me, the prequels are the premiere trilogy followed by the originals. Oh,
1: okay. So let's take Bo's actual point before we get too hung up on the specifics, (laughs) which is it's not like people don't have weird opinions about Star Wars, which we can now very clearly, even amongst us agree is a, is an accurate statement.
2: Yeah. Revenge of the Sith is like the best of all of them. It's so good.
0: Really? the whole yeah, uh River isn't Venture's that thing. where the sand is gritty and he doesn't like it or is that clones nah, i think
2: that's yeah. attack of the clones oh, okay that's the that's the worst star wars so movie. this is
0: the one where he kills all the kids and, and the, the higher got the they wish he had the higher ground He's yeah.
2: Yeah. got general grievous uh, we're still flying half a ship and yeah. hello there general yeah. kenobi yeah <laughs> and uh <laughs> i mean i've got the high ground it's over <laughs> and again like it's amazing <laughs> it's, it's the so good hits
3: all right just all of them yeah
2: the i'll have to i don't know revenge of the i like i like the prequel aesthetic and the lucas era of that like it's not for everyone i'm i've heard this for 20 30 years now but it's my favorite interpretation of the star wars universe. I think the things one are, I like.
0: aren't things too clean that's my only problem with that trilogy it's too clean
2: um yeah but i mean you know it's a science fiction universe There's going to be dirty planets. There's going to be clean planets. And like the CGI is, was, it was pushing boundaries and information. And a lot of CGI was not, as seamless as you can find it today. Sure. That
0: That I can get. That I can forgive.
2: Matrix uh, Matrix sequels had some pretty, like, this is clearly a computer game now. (laughs) You know, like, I still like them. But yes, like, was it the best? Uh, No, but it was, you know, if you can suspend your disbelief and enjoy it, that's really all that matters. Just need dirty ships.
1: They didn't have the CGI budget for dirty ships. Just like all those Neos. All those Neos were very clean.
0: That's a good point. They didn't, uh, we hadn't gotten good at that yet the the there's oh there's a word for this it was fascinating i heard it the other day somebody said there was a moment in early 2000s cg where they hit this mark that they've all been trying to hit and it went from everything looks like clean plastic to these look like flesh and blood people and animation is a secondary issue that can still make or break a, a you know a fake performance but there was there was this technique that was used and i cannot remember what it was called but it, I had no idea it was even a thing, and somebody brought it up the other day in regards to some movie. I think
2: I have a sense too, but I can't remember what the term uh, is either. I think I've heard remember. this
0: too. It's pretty cool though. Is it subsurface scattering? <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Mister Mooncat in the chat got it right. Subsurface <laughs> scattering, which is a you know a technique and you know part of CG technology as as it grew. But I. I love that kind of stuff. I'm more interested in that than those. I will ever be of those prequels. But anyway, whatever. Uh, moving on. or uh, b- back to this redhead guy. So he's making a game. He's back in it. Uh, we, we don't know. Actually, we don't know. Game,
1: yep, they hired him. We- They're like, you know what? You did such a good job on the first game. Why don't you just make this one?
0: Yeah, would you make this one when you're between episodes of uh, Criminal Minds or whatever you're doing now? Anyway, it's, uh, it's a thing. It's happening. So sequel to Fallen Order. They're also working on an FPS with Bit Reactor. So these are studios working oh, we with We about them
2: last week. Did we what was the game? What were did... these were X the XXCOM guys uh, forming their own studio called Bit Reactor oh. I think.
0: But well, why are they doing the FPS then? Cuz that's weird. Uh, let yeah, me are us check last week's notes. Thing. Let's
2: see. I'm looking this. Last week's uh, notes was respawn. Oh, that was the Activision deal. Maybe it was. Oh yeah, no. Former XCOM and Civ devs formed turn based Strategy Studio, Bit Reactor.
0: Oh, we just have it in our notes. Funny. So this is what it is. Uh, the same studio, meaning Respawn Entertainment. They're making the they're you know the makers of Apex Legends. Oh, Respawn is making three games. Correct. Well, they're making two games. And partnering with Bit Reactor on the third, that's gotcha. the XCOM-like turn-based deal.
2: Ah, okay, yeah. So uh-huh. that's the deal. Okay. I want that so is one. Is it uh, Apex Star Wars Legends? Uh, the second one. I don't. Know. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> I mean, I like
0: Apex Legends. I wouldn't mind playing a turn-based Apex Legends game. That'd be all right. Hey. Well, no,
2: I mean for the FPS. Make-
0: oh oh. oh. Respawn
1: can make a pretty good first-person shooter. So yeah. I yeah, mean, I'm can. actually down. It, we're not even through all three announcements, although we've kind of said all of them. Stars I, of D- all D- three <laughs> of these sound amazing. Yeah. Because Fallen Order was great, and I certainly want to play more of that, and I'm curious what they would do on a second outing. A first-person shooter by Respawn. Like, yeah. sign me up. No-brainer. All for it. Uh, great. And a strategy game by Bit Reactor, which is the XCOM folks. uh. Yes. Yeah. I want all of this.
0: Yeah. Like no duh on that one. Very
1: badly. I want all of
0: this. I do too. I think, um, uh, let's see. I like this statement from Respawn founder, Vince Zappanella, who said in a statement, quote, we are huge star Wars or we are huge fans of star Wars here at Respawn. And we are thrilled to work with Lucasfilm games on new titles that we have wanted to make for years. Um, for those sad that you're not hearing about a Titanfall three or something, I don't know that that still couldn't happen. Um, Titanfall 2 is weird because Titanfall 2 came out at a time where it got buried by all other releases. They had a terrible marketing plan at EA. This is another EA problem. It ends up being my one of my favorite shooters of all time. It's just an amazing game. and If you haven't played Critically
1: it... Critically acclaimed as well. Yeah,
0: play it now. Like It's everywhere. It's on Game Pass. It's It's cheap on everything. There's no reason not to play that game today, which a lot of people are doing. People are just straight up discovering it and playing it for the first time. Still beautiful. Still runs great an amazing game. I'd kill for a third one. I think that would be so cool, but they're not announcing that they're announcing star Wars stuff. So there you have it. Uh, anyway, watch for that. I'm very curious about all three of these in particular. I already know they can make a shooter. So I'm not that, you know, I'm not even worried about it. I'm just like, show it to me. Uh, we kind of know what's, what would happen with the follow up to fallen order. It's really the strategy game that has my, that's the one I want to hear the details on. Like, what does that game look like? And uh I like, hope
1: it- I like their strategy game so much. I mean, based on the pedigree of XCOM. Obviously they haven't made one yet, but right. I like their strategy game so much that they could call it, you know, Gungan Bombad strategy game, and I'd be like, <laughs> Okay, let's see how it goes. <laughs> I you don't know. Re- that's fine. Yeah,
2: really? Well, you yeah. like them prequels. Why Hold not? on.
1: Turn-based throwing big, glowy balls at droids? I'm sure yeah, And a it... bunch
2: of units, when you click on them, go, Misa throwing bomb-bomb. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. you know, like Warcraft style instead of Warcraft. It's yep. like, uh, Misa flying. <laughs> Misa flying ODK. And then someone's like, Misa throws a bomb-bomb. And bomb-bad, <laughs> bomb-bad, yep. bad. Bomb bad, bad. Like I'm not <laughs> saying it's my favorite idea. I'm um, saying um, um, bad, i will be on board. Yeah. yeah. I want to bump. Um, um, um. Well, you know,
0: like, OK, but no, this actually brings up a good point. Do you think that they go with a fully here's the here's the pantheon of Star Wars, kind of like Battlefront 2 does, where they have a scenario for every era of Star Wars in that game? Um, Mm -hmm. so you can feel like you're back in the, you know, the Vader Luke days, or you can feel like in prequel town, or you can feel like you're, you know, Ray running around doing stuff. So they, they cover all of that. Do you think they'd make a strategy game that was like that? That was like scenario, you know, more of a scenario based thing where it's like these eight missions are Hoth missions. And these eight missions are, you know, back on Tatooine when Luke wasn't even born yet. Or, you know, these are prequel missions or. All that, or do you think they focus in and say, "Nope, we got a character. His name is uh, Bloba Cho or whatever his name's going to be, and he's a um, he's a he's a mercenary and a can- and a
2: Cho's brother." Yeah, okay. He's
0: I almost said cannibal. He's not a cannibal. He's a uh, he's a he's a smuggler, and uh, he's he's here to stay. And he's boy, is he big trouble? And then him and his little team, you, you keep growing them between missions, and you know beefing them up because they're like XCOM. Which way do you think they go, John? Or which way would you prefer? I guess.
1: Them to do a Clone Wars game if you're going to do a strategy game. I want to see Clone Wars, and I want the like essentially the tech upgrades to be evolving into you know like more advanced level of clone troopers. You start with the basic little skinny guys, forget the lore because there's going to be lore nerds that say, Yeah, but the armor got worse over time, not better. Mm. Uh, that's fine, that's technicality. Like, let that be your tech upgrades as their suits you know evolve into like episode two to episode three clones and get the, the clone war TV show aesthetic in there. Like let it look oh, like I, that. Love that. I think yeah. that oh, would look that is
2: super cool. cool. That yeah. would be badass.
0: Yeah. John's right on that point. Yeah. They should totally do uh, that. Uh,
2: they'd have to put in enemies that were not also canon because like all you're doing is shooting Roger Rogers. It's not going to be very hard game.
1: Well yeah <laughs> no. but I think the droid army allows for a lot of like cool um, units that you could go up against because especially if yeah. you go with like the Clone Wars cartoon they've got those that uh, you got the regular battle droids you got the super battle droids you got those that were like stealthy and actually kind of smart and could do some cool tactical things yeah. um, but then you've even got like they could be going up against big ships and they could actually do scenarios where like you know maybe a ship's low in orbit firing down at your, your guys and you have to take out sections yeah. of the ship like it's yeah. I'm sold on
2: this I want to yeah for sure Clone Wars RTS done yeah, I'll uh, buy it. You know what? I
0: completely forgot about. Um, Ubisoft is also making a Star Wars game right now. Quantic Dream is working on theirs, and mm-hmm. Bethesda. Well, we saw the Quantic Dream one here recently in that announcement at the Game Awards. But that looked really cool. But uh, Bethesda has an Indiana Jones game in the works. I completely forgot about that. Totally forgot that that was a thing. <laughs> I want to know what that looks like so bad. Like, I better be. Think about what they have to do, because they have to, that game has to equal and then supersede the two game franchises that stole from it and became huge hits in their own right. So the Tomb Raider series, especially the rebooted stuff, and uh, Nathan Drake business, Uncharted. If you're not at least as good and then better than those, boy, you better, what are you even doing?
2: I mean, there's another Indiana Jones movie coming, right?
0: yeah I think so, yeah. but I don't think they're going to yeah. do it with so, the like, stuff maybe given
2: <laughs> how four was yeah. it's also got to be really like you know this whole enterprise could just whiff based on how poor the movie does as well. No, they did true. do
1: uh, an Indiana Jones game on Xbox that was pretty decent.
2: It was it called I mean remember?
1: obviously it didn't take over you know Tomb Raider and Uncharted, but it was pretty good. What was my it called? favorite mechanic was having to pick up his hat and put it back on, I would always play the little theme when he did it.
0: Was it the staff of Kings game? Is
1: that the one? Might have been it. Yeah.
0: I kind of remember that. Oh, here it is. Uh, yeah, Staff of Kings. That would have been it. The one I remember the most growing up, it was in arcades. I was in, I was in like junior high. And they had a game called... Well, it was Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And so it came out to co- coincide right around the time, Temple of Doom, 84. Or so I'm like 13. And the game was so bad, but I loved it. Oh my gosh, I loved playing it because it was Indiana Jones and it had horrible MIDI music. And there was always that guy going oh kalima Kaliman and he would show up in the corners of the screen and then disappear You'd have to try to find him and save little kids in cages and it was all little was all racially digitized, dubious
1: though like the voice like it was all garbly oh, yeah. i have like the i have the voices from temple of doom and that like real like brr, brr, brr kind of sound <laughs> quality to it in yeah. my head and i think it i think it existed
0: uh here i'll show you i'll play you a little bit of it so you can hear yeah, some of that hear. um here we go mm-hmm.
1: so bad it's (laughs) awful i love it
0: i actually installed this on my emulator i'm gonna play this sometime next week
1: i had a uh i had a indiana jones and the last crusade pc game and i don't know how the game is because i can't remember it but what i do know is that game came with the book that was in that movie. Like you got a version of Dr. Jones's diary. Mm. um, And that was kind of like the game manual, but they also filled in with all the pages of his handwriting and drawing and all of that. And I remember thinking that was the coolest thing.
0: That is cool. I love that. I need this, all of this. I'm actually kind of in the mood for Indiana Jones stuff right now. Not saying the movie's going to do it for me. It probably won't, but uh, just, That adventure-y kind of thing. Maybe, maybe the thing to do is grab that new um, Nathan Drake combo that's coming out. 120 frame upgrade thing that's coming out on PS5 and PC. I forgot what it's called. The Drake Collection, The Uncharted Uncharted. Master Drake, Master Drake Collection, whatever it is. But it's basically the the last two games, the last two games, completely remastered for 4K and 120 hertz and all the you know all that. Uh, I watched the Digital Foundry um, comparison on that. It looked really good, like, yeah. like legit good. So I that last to,
1: game was awesome. Yeah, too.
0: The standalone was, one. What was that called? Yeah.
1: Um Well, like, uh, no, not that, not that one. Although I heard that one was really good too. The one where it was uh, about the the lady. Yeah. Who's usually in it?
0: The two ladies. Um,
1: can't remember her name, but uh, two ladies no, adventure. I'm, uncharted 4 was actually really really good yeah
0: 4 was great i loved 4 uncharted's amazing i I really hope they come back to that franchise at some point i can't i can't help but think they would i mean do it between your really dark horrible um you know last of us scary games and i don't mean horrible in a critical way i mean they're just you know they're dark and dour and sad and bring it bring a little levity back Bring bring Nathan Drake back with old Scully uh, there and whatnot and make this movie wash the movie's bad taste out of her mouth because it looks like it's going to be bad.
1: It's going to be really bad. You've already made up your mind. I don't want to judge. I
0: don't want to judge. I just
1: I've it looks there are parts that look okay. There's moments where I'm like, oh, that's good. But then there's also moments where even me, who knows nothing about physics, goes, you can't do that. And if I'm if I don't believe it, then you have failed on uh, an extreme level because I don't know shit about physics.
0: Yeah, like, we were we were just talking in pre show about how much you liked the vampire episode of uh, Quantum Leap, where Scott Bakula right. became a vampire. So you know, right,
1: rule cool wins out a lot for me. I'm like vampire, sure, great. Yeah. Jumping off of boxes from an airplane to another, though, I'm like, I don't think
0: that one. they didn't have to recreate that scene. Plus, that's from Four. Nathan Drake's too young in this movie. Like you're, what are you doing? No, the three. Sorry, that, that was a that was a set yeah, was piece from three. three, which I really liked. Three, three was my jam. Um, oh, I loved three. Gosh dang, three was good.
1: Two was my favorite, but uh, they've all been pretty good.
0: They're very good games. I hope they keep making those. Anyway, respawn getting their Star Wars on. Uh, something that we're going to talk a lot about is uh tomorrow on the instance because it is going to be our main topic. Uh, but we definitely going to touch on it here. Blizzard sort of announced a new game. It's an unannounced game still, but they announced job openings for a yet-to-be-unannounced game from the studio that is a uh, Valheim-like, apparently, or some sort of... It is absolutely a survival game. that They put that in the description. Uh, Some of the early art they're showing looks very much like, hey, this is a survival game, uh, or at least that aesthetic or whatever, and we should probably talk about that here and what we think about that as a new IP and genre for Blizzard. Whole new world, whole new IP. This is like, you know, not set in the Warcraft universe or Overwatch or anything else. They're making a place where they say, quote, a place full of heroes we have yet to meet, stories yet to be told, and adventures yet to be lived. What do we think of that?
1: I, I think the the main thing that stood out to me about this, because there's not a lot to go on.
0: No.
2: But
1: the main thing that stood out to me is, Like, this is crazy. We live in a time and place where everybody hoards, like, secret reveals of projects and things.
3: Yeah.
1: You know, like, uh, dragons hoard gold. Like, (laughs) it's got to be this big thing. Like, it can be being announced tomorrow, and it gets leaked online, and people lose their minds over it. And yet, Blizzard just came out and was like, hey, we're recruiting because we're making a survival game. We need people. And apparently, the need for people was bad enough to be like, yeah, we're working on this game.
0: Yeah, they, and, that's, a that's a good point. That's a good point because they need they the way they need to recruit for this game is so specific to its its type. I think that they kind of just had to say it. She's like, "Well, this is what we're doing." So, yeah, anybody you want to do that? Uh, basically, they say it's a brand new survival game for PC and console, and uh, it says here where is it? Oh, they have no new name. There's no name for it yet. This one bit of art, I want to talk about this real quick. There's some concept art of a a dude and a girl that look like they're dressed in kind of just like normal modern clothes. Um, they're looking through a tree portal space, something where there's like a floating castle and a very fantasy looking kind of elsewhere quality to it. Whereas behind them, it looks like there's a bike there that they parked behind that. Some buildings as if they're in like central park or something. So can we gain anything from that bow? Like thematically, would you look at that and say, Oh, uh, we're going to cross time and space and we found a special portal hole. And does that mean it'll be more story focused? Will this be mostly a multi multiplayer Valheim? I'm trying not
2: to read too much into it because it doesn't sound very appealing, (laughs) but, um, you know, I'm sure it'll be a good game with blizzard quality and all that. Like I have an open mind and I'm sure. Sure. It's going to be great. But like, I mean, open world survival is, can mean a lot of things. I just, it, you know, it conjures up whatever game you're playing in that genre, whether it's Don't Starve or Minecraft or I'm playing Valheim. I mean, but, you know, it, I'm, I'm guessing a few things like this will probably be an always online game because Blizzard games are like that. I'm not expecting an offline experience. Right. Options. So maybe quasi MMO or multi-user sort of deal you know, is it just a box price game or are we getting microtransactions or subscriptions for servers or it's just, there's so much about, and it's not something we have a past track record on to go with how Blizzard's going to implement the unique Blizzard take on the genre that it could be, and you know, it could be that this makes total sense. You play as a, you play as Miles Morales without the Spider-Man powers. (laughs) And then you find a special world where you can hang out with your friends and like, if I say it, I just don't want to say it out loud because if I say it out loud, I'm going to hate it. So I'm just going to, you know, it's just a piece of key art. It could be completely meaningless. Could be so any,
0: yeah, to. it could all change. It could have no meaning toward anything. People are picking it apart, of course. But you're right. And we don't know Blizzard
2: people. You know, people love that company to death. They love either they love it because they love it or they love it because they love to hate it. And so, yeah, get out the magnifying glasses. But I mean, you know,
1: I think the thing that I find interesting about it is that. Going off of again two pieces of art, so that's that's what we have.
0: Oh, yeah, Um, I forgot about the other one with a girl in her armor and stuff. Yeah,
1: but but you take you take the two pieces of art we have, you take the type of game it is,
0: which is definitely
1: something that they don't have a track record with, at least as far as you know, we know. Um, and then you you take the way it was announced, and I think the thing that I find the most compelling about all this, uh, isn't the product itself but it's that all of it seems very un-Blizzard and I think that I am more interested in it because of that this doesn't have Blizzard's art style to it it looks like they're going for something different it's not a type of game Blizzard normally does and it certainly wasn't announced the way that Blizzard typically announces games and I think that honestly for me that feels like a breath of fresh air
0: yeah, it could be, um, you know, it's easy to get skeptical and think, well, maybe this will just evolve into like Overwatch evolved from Titan. The, you know, whatever this is, is not going to stay what it is or or whatever. And my first glance, the other art with the girl on it, she looks like, a, I don't know, a, almost like a Forbidden West lady quality to it. You know what I'm saying? Like that. What's that game called? I can't think of the name. Uh, Horizon. Horizon. <laughs> Duh. There's too many games with Horizon in them. My gosh, Horizon Forza, Forza Horizon 5, Horizon Zero Dawn, Horizon Worlds from Meta. Like, everyone's putting Horizon in shit. Cut it out! I think it's in the name,
2: the mobile name generator. League of <laughs> I think Horizon. it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of it <laughs> Heroes is. of Horizon, Horizon of Heroes. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's got a little bit of a riot vibe. I agree with that. Uh Disco, I, Yeah, Disco. I think
1: you could erase the Blizzard logo and put almost any video game company up there, and it would be believable. Yeah. and and that's I think because Blizzard has, even though they you know Warcraft is fantasy, Starcraft is space, Diablo is gothic. Despite all this, there is a look that is theirs, mm-hmm. that they've really owned for a long period of time. And this game doesn't fit that. And I think that's cool. I yeah. would like to see more of that from them.
0: I agree. I It's weirdly compelling to me in that way. Also, I don't think this announcement has um, near the acceptance rate that it's gotten in the last few days without the news of last week. Whether or not that goes through or not, the right time to announce that you're doing this and that you're hiring for it was after the Microsoft acquisition announcement because I just think there is there is better better optimism at the moment and a lot of devs who have been steering clear of throwing everything, you know, moving to Irvine and working for Blizzard maybe are reconsidering given that, you know, they think maybe better management is on the way. Um, could be could, the one, be, could not be,
2: who knows. The one really positive takeaway from this is on social media. I know I saw interactions with ex-Blizzard employees towards people currently on that team mm-hmm. commenting to the effect that they played it while they were there and it was really fun then so they're really happy that it's announced now yeah so like generally this this is not a new announcement I, I don't think we'll see it for quite a while but it's been in development for a while and you know i don't know why people outside of the company who've left would you know throw the thumbs up yeah uh, towards a project like this afterwards and so you know I, I think this is going to be i'm definitely very interested to find out more uh, you know
0: curious for sure yeah and for once um, i'd like to hear if any of these things are from the incubator thing we've heard so much about i think they, i heard
2: that yeah. yeah i think it was a project that came out of
0: that so it might have.
2: I can't, it wasn't on a it was a, there was a bunch of tweets i follow a lot of ex-blizzard and blizzard people or they I don't follow them but they end up in my you know other people like them or mentions like it gets it gets in there. I, I picked up a lot of talk, a lot of chatter to that effect from people that I recognize as Blizzard or ex-Blizzard accounts. Yeah. And I think that came up, but I can confirm it 100%, but I think so. I think this was an incubator
0: hmm. deal. Well, we shall see. Yeah. If, do you want to give it a name? Um
2: survival game survival <laughs> yeah,
0: let's see probably uh,
2: what we will call it so we got dwarf game rat game and survival game <laughs> uh yeah all um, right do it <laughs> for now i mean what that's all they've gone and my favorite part of this whole of this whole thing was um uh ghost crawler yeah coming out and throwing shade like uh unannounced survival game is it announced if you've said it and yeah. everyone's like dude you're working on the unannounced riot mmo yeah <laughs> and he's like oh okay yeah fair point <laughs> yeah it is a good point it's, it's really i mean that's something i would do i was like it felt really well i mean in,
0: in the case that's why i don't know if you just keep calling it unannounced maybe just what do you because it well, it's
2: not announced if you don't give a title and a thing if you're like we're making a game it's in this genre mm-hmm. it's not really announced but people are like well you we basically have an idea of what you're doing. It's a ride MMO. What's it going to be set in uh, some, you know, obviously it's going to be set in some league adjacent world. Probably. You got careful with that because
1: remember when Nintendo wouldn't shut up about how they were making (laughs) the dolphin for the longest time. Oh, the dolphins coming out. Wait till the dolphin hits. It's going to be the Nintendo dolphin. Everybody was talking about the Nintendo dolphin and it was, we were all on board and then they're like revealing the GameCube, and everyone went, Man, no. the Dolphin was such a cooler name than the frigging GameCube. I don't care that it's an actual cube. Like, Dolphin is what we've been used to but for they did the But they now. did the
0: same thing with Revolution. It ended up being the Wii, but they called it the Revolution. That was their, their, their uh, internal yeah. code word. And that happens with movies and all sorts of stuff. So it doesn't surprise me that much. I do think it's weird marketing to announce on the old name and then ride that for a long time and then change it when you're ready to finally talk retail. They did it with the Switch as well. It was called something else. It was a... Uh, some other weird name, the internal code name. In this particular case, what we have now then is an announced, unannounced game. Yeah, is that a new category? Because that's what that's what Greg's MMO is. An announced. I unannounced made a joke MMO. that got
2: zero likes to Craig on this. I said, "Superposition TM is the new soon TM." <laughs> but i don't think anyone understood that <laughs> that's good no
0: i would have i had i seen that you'd have gotten a like from me man that's great
2: yeah I probably got buried i mean when, when ghost crawler tweets there's a thousand replies instantaneously but I, i'm like yeah i felt like that was pretty good
0: i had uh let me see if i'm allowed to say anything hold on <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: <God's laughs> like, With my, just, Let me hold on I gotta, I
1: gotta uh, confirm something here. Not that he's checking any sources or anything. He's just racking his. I have the title hard. of the
2: unannounced. Oh, okay. Uh, I, want, unannounced I just here. wanted
0: to see what his response was to the. I asked him the other day what. Um. So I, I've been messing with that Age of Empires 4 again. I just like it. I think it's great, and it just really brings me back to AOE two, which I think is a smart thing for them. And he was one of the top dudes on that team back at Ensemble back in those days. So Age of Empires two is totally like Greg's baby. And, um, anyway, those two feel, those games feel so much alike. I, I just wrote and said, Hey, is it weird that I feel like I'm playing what you made? Like they've gone back to what you guys were envisioning. And then what he wrote was just, Oh, I still haven't played it. I want to, no, too many games right now. So,
2: yeah. So well, I, so I'm through that. I would love to know. <laughs> yeah.
0: I would love to know just because I don't know. That's, to me, that's fascinating. Like his, his, him as a designer, if you're interested in what he does, his, his, um, You know different games he's worked on, where those things took him, like what happened to all those ensemble guys, what they're all working on now. I think that kind of stuff's fascinating. I like the lineage of video game developers. It's fun to watch. Um, Anyway, we'll see. We don't know what it's going to be, but we also don't know what The Rock is going to do next. He announced he's doing another video game movie and he hasn't said what, but he did say people have been playing it and loving it for years, him included. It's the only hint he would give. So it's uh,
2: Luigi's Mansion?
1: (laughs) Uh oh my gosh can you somebody could photoshop this because the character he plays in the jungle cruise you could color code that green and put a little l on his hat and i'm telling you you could get a good look at what he would look like as luigi and i want to see it so
0: bad that'd be all right the best photoshop i saw do you guys know that get over it game that was made by the the, the the game where you could barely run and each leg and arm was controlled by a different key on your keyboard. But oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the get yeah. over one is his, is his follow-up where he's got like a pickaxe and a weird bowl he's sitting in or something. In <laughs> a cauldron. Yeah. Somebody Photoshopped the most amazing Photoshop of the rock's head in that with that dude with his axe out <laughs> in a really dynamic shot. It was amazing. I don't think that's the game. But uh, I don't know what it would be. It's got to be something where someone's big and tough or something, right? That's what they do.
2: Yeah, it's got to be someone, a jacked
0: guy. Yeah. I heard
1: someone speculate God of War. I don't know. No. Oh. Like he could do it. He's big and jacked, but I don't know if he could get the. He's too charismatic to be the rage machine that is Kratos, I think. You got to get someone that can get that, like deep
2: rumbling growl when they're angry and that's not the rock
0: no it's teal who does his voice now uh it's uh,
2: got to be the guy they just got to dye that guy from game of thrones his hair um you know the one that likes the mountain uh not the mountain no 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 he's a free folk and he's got orange hair Free folk? Oh, yeah yeah Get dye hit take him dye his hair brown or brown or black or whatever, and then he's that some that guy. Well, you'd
0: have to shave it. Like
2: just angry, not with the goofy calm, or maybe he's goofy. I didn't play God of War, but you know, I think he would. That's in that he could maybe do
0: it. He's got some insanity, especially the early games up through three. Um, I think God of War, as constituted today, is a little more of a nuanced approach, and so whether they would be doing a game that's more like that, and it's just him yelling boy a lot and trying to be a better father and all that stuff. Um I I don't know if I've said this enough on the show. I think God of War, the new God of War and the upcoming Ragnarok, I think those are miracles. A modern day video game miracles because they took the most two-dimensional smash button action character from PlayStation 2 forward that was never a nuanced experience. It was always just meant for big, schlocky, bloody fun. And a cutscene where there were boobs, and then him out fighting again with giant chains with swords on them—amazing stuff. But no one's ever going to look at it and go, "Ooh, a nuanced character study." These new, new games—they're completely that, and and somehow—and yeah. not only that, they're great. they it's well, the i mean, we don't we don't have the new one yet, but but that new, that game that just came out on PC that's been on PlayStation for four years is an amazing game. And it by right, no, it doesn't, deserve, this, but, it doesn't deserve. It right. doesn't deserve that to have like I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like it's taking made
1: better by the legacy of the other games too. Like I agree, that's
0: the I crazy
1: agree. thing. Like you couldn't have that nuanced take if it was just a standalone game. You have to have the rage machine because when you get and this is the opening, so it's it's not like a spoiler or anything it was literally how the game opens but when you get that like knock at the door and you open the door and there's that scrawny like he looks like the guy from lost that was just the scrawny little nerd yeah and he like is talking trash to kratos and then slaps him in the face and you're like because you have that history with the character you're like this little twig just slapped (laughs) kratos in the face what is he doing this is insane And it makes that whole segment that follows like that much cooler. Like both Kratos is calming himself down reaction to it until he gets more antagonized. yeah. And then the resulting fight and throw down between the two of them, like that opening is so killer. And it exists only because we had three games of killer rage face Kratos.
0: hundred percent. And not only that, it's like an allegory from maturity. It's like, uh, you know like i don't know how to compare this but when someone's like a teenager it's all just you know re- rebellion and whatever your rebellion was You're drinking with your friends or you know lying to your parents or sneaking out at night or whatever it was that's that's kratos one through three four or the new one is like oh, he's got a kid now and they got responsibilities and Life isn't just, isn't just binary rage on rage off. Like it's such a brilliant thing. And you're right. It doesn't exist without the two dimensional arcade that came before it. i love that. I think that is so freaking cool. My daughter's playing it again. So it made me think of it anyway. Uh, the rock, he'll be in a movie. We don't know what
1: he's going to be. Yeah. And so thus concludes, we've determined he's the deer in the new God of war movie. Can't
0: wait. Uh, also, now you can buy Final Final Fantasy fourteen again. Everyone, Final Fantasy, yeah, Final Final Fantasy, Final File. Final Fantasy. <laughs> that, that's a good, uh, John. You're you're our expert here. What? Uh, well, we know why that happened because of all that. But they also have some tools for helping with congestion and stuff. Uh, what do we know about this? What are we doing?
1: Yeah, so we we me I've talked about it a lot on this show. As a result, but uh, it had a big resurgence in popularity, and it got. So much so that they actually stopped selling it. But things have calmed down. Things have slowed. You can actually log into the game without sitting in a lobby forever. And as a result, they are now selling the game again. Um, But they've also put up a tool for new players to check and find out which of the worlds are considered congested. So that if you aren't going to try to play with specific people and you just want a good experience, you can identify which realms are going to be a good experience for you. So they're doing everything they can to try and get people able to play the game again and uh to not have to sit in
0: long queues uh like Scott. And this and this only affected people who were trying to get in couldn't get in the, the stopping of sales were to any new players, right? Like they, yeah, it was
1: only brand new players. If you already existed, you could buy the expansion. Right. Um, but it was just anybody that was like, Oh, I'm hearing a lot about this. I want to get in. That was all shut down. Or if you wanted to do the free trial, that was shut down. I think I actually don't know if the free trial is back or not. Mm. Cause I know that was pulled for a while and I, I heard the sales are back, but I don't know if free trial is back as well.
0: Interesting. Um, a side note, just for all my ESO friends out there, I'm actually really excited about what this is potentially. Elder Scrolls Online announced High Isle. During uh, their new yeah, expansion. yeah, right. yeah, right. The
2: high Isles, <laughs> because I got Go on I, over. Because I got Chill out, because
1: hell I got yeah. Uh, they you say in the High Isles, it's always four twenty. You know what I'm saying? You might
0: know, like this though. The new trailer has a lot of Dark Brotherhood shit going on, and the way they described it was hello to intrigue goodbye to cosmic threats so it looks like they're getting oh, down geez. and dirty yeah I like this so a new chapter Dang set to bring companions a trade, a trading card game and a stack of political intrigue um, I don't know what they mean by that game but anyway or the card game the new trailer looks great it's all rendered and beautiful like they always do uh, there's a, some sort of piracy pirate stuff going on because there's a whole bunch of boat shit and uh, yeah, it's hard to tell this early what all that's going to mean but I'm really excited because, you know, as of, you know, they got amazing, amazing dragon beef. dragons in it. Yeah. Really, they, I mean, cool. they're okay. They they're don't great. have a lot of they're personality, really but they they're look okay. St- they're really good.
1: Does it come out on 420?
0: No, it comes out in June. So. Did they
1: did they say, you can get it or not? That's cool, man. Just do <laughs> whatever cool, man. you want. Do
0: what you feel, man. I mean, basically, I guess the High Isle is a famous thing in the lore, but I don't know it. um but someone online was telling me that. They're like, oh yeah, the high aisle. That's like that's like finding out you're going to Morrowind or, you know, for some players, they're like really excited about what that what that means. So uh we'll see. That's coming in June. Um, let's see. What else? Ubisoft. Ha- oh you guys, remember uh Hyperscape? I remember it. I never I played
2: don't. it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I down- don't never heard of it, but I, I downloaded it. Us.
0: I downloaded the game. They showed it off at a couple of events. I want to say 2020 events like E3 or something. Um, I downloaded it, never got a chance to actually fire it up. Just never did. It was a free to play, but their version of a battle Royale shooter and it didn't do very well. And they're shutting it down after two years. It was technically still in beta. And uh, I think it's hilarious that you guys hadn't heard of it before, but that probably says it all, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, it sucks when people, because obviously there's always an audience for these things lose their game. Don't want to make light of people that are losing something that they like. Right. Uh, as heroes of the storm players, you know we've been through some tough times for games we like too. Uh, but that said, like, oh really? They also made one of those and it didn't work out.
0: Mm-hmm. Weird. I mean, they're really trying to like everybody. Everyone wants to jump on these trends. Plenty of games have started and failed. I, the MOBA genre. I remember the MOBAs that came and went that really bummed me out. The DC one was really cool and it. It never even got off the ground, and uh, there were countless others. A Lord of the Rings one, I think, um, that was supposed to be okay. That got shut down. And now we're at this phase of – we've probably already been here for a while, but you're going to start hearing about the bigger names that were attempting to get their piece of this VR tri- uh, pie, and they ain't going to get no pie. Pie's gone. Pie's empty. No pie for you. No. Here's what my-
1: is the current yeah. uh, like flash in the pan, would you say? Because, I mean, we've had, you know, Hearthstone certainly caused the stir with collectible card games. We've had MOBAs. We've had Battle Royales. Survival games, I would argue, is one of them. There was certainly a feeling of that with Blizzard's announcement of, oh, really, a survival game. Timely. You're yeah, really very, on the ball with does, that. Yeah, like, there's like definitely it. a hot take feeling to hearing the word survival game. Um What's the what's the current version of that? though? Because it what used to be. The-
0: remember when it was MMOs? Because for a long time, it, for a long, long time, it was MMOs. So you just knew everybody else's MMO was going to fail, and many, many did. But today,
1: oh, geez. chances NFTs, and it's right and also wrong. It's both <laughs> like-
2: right and
0: wrong because it hasn't actually <laughs> happened yet, but it's already failed. I agree with that. I agree. <laughs> But that's I, but, not what I meant. But, but that I'm, isn't what I'm, you I'm meant, that, yeah, dude. yeah. But we agree, we agree with you. But we know that's not what John meant. So I would say something like, um, "Oh, geez, oh, I don't know. I mean, I always felt like battle royales were destined to be a mode in everything, and everyone would stop building an entire game around it. I've never underst-
2: gotcha games right now.
0: Maybe." but
2: th- having Wordle's those ex- was also suggested Oh, That's wordle yeah, yeah maybe
0: wordle the problem is there's really one wordle and then a bunch of ripoffs roguelikes but maybe tr- mm. tr-
2: no i don't think there's anything that, that occupies the top spot at the moment like like you mean like what genre is everyone chasing right now yeah yeah i, I, mean, I
0: don't the- think there between is one them I think we're, I, I think, well, we're I, think between them. I think battle royales in the sense that, um, Fortnite I would is say
2: it's used. probably the four, four, four person co op that Destiny likes. And, you know, like, think of all the announcements like we had the Tom Clancy four person get together and shoot some vague looking aliens. You've got Fire Team, you've got Black for Blood out. You've got, there's a lot of like four player co op things and there's lots of them that are released mm. i still don't think it's like reached the pinnacle of like hype though but there are a lot of them there were a lot of them announced and a lot of them released in the past year it
0: feels like this is a different like maybe the battle royale thing is still the one that they that we're seeing people chase that fall off everybody still wants that Fortnite money and that Fortnite, you know audience and they just can't get it so maybe we're still in the middle of that Maybe we don't know what the next thing is everybody's gonna be chasing. But when we say everybody, we kind of mean these. These big like what does Activision, what does Ubisoft, what does you know, Square, what what huge thing are they chasing that's not gonna work out? And maybe that NFT is the right answer because it just it's it's unique in that it's barely it's barely even
2: I mean it is an NFT because Ubisoft's getting into it. Peter Molyneux trying to make a game. Like it's just it's it, it doesn't it's not Quite taking the same shape because the heart the cart is before the horse in this case. Yeah. Like most of the time a big name drops or a critically acclaimed name drops and a big developer comes in and out does them, as PUBG did to Fortnite did with PUBG. Yeah. Um or as you could argue World of Warcraft kind of did with EQ, basically. Yeah. Um it, You know, I don't think we're just, we don't have that. NFTs right now is the, I think that's the right answer. Part
0: part of the problem with NFTs is a comparison. It strikes me anyway, is that they are um, not a game type. It's more of a integration type. And these other things we're talking about are genres and or game types that people are chasing. So it's a little different in that way, but I still think it's kind of the same problem. It's the same. It's the same level over, of overhype and the same level of corporate assumption that everybody wants them. When really they're not reading the room and nobody does, at least not in the way they're I guess talking
2: about. The it. other thing they're either just parroting or actually chasing is metaverse bullshit. Mm. That's the other thing. Even with the I think Xbox acquisition, metaverse came up in the you know discussion. So either there's something going on that we just really don't see the light on when it comes to this metaverse. I mean, everyone's like it's Second Life, and they're probably right, but. Uh, like the industry, if you're like, what is what is what does the video game industry have a, a huge erection for? Um, <laughs> it is NFTs and uh, and metaverse uh, and metaverse nonsense. Even though we all hate it, they still are going after it. It seems like you know.
0: Well, I'm convinced. Like right now, the coin, the phrase metaverse or the term metaverse is stupid and it's used wrong and it's just dumb. It's like information superhighway in '94. It's just a dumb way of describing what the internet was going to be. Um, and I'm okay with that because those come and go. But I I did some things in VR in the last couple of weeks that blew my freaking mind. And I'm and I'm I am sure we're all headed in a direction where there is some form of a bunch of interconnected, hey, we're all hanging out in this virtual space stuff in a really meaningful connected way. I know that's coming. Whether we keep calling it this dumb name or not, who controls it the most, I don't know, who has the best entry points. Uh, what games matter, if games matter at all in the scenario. And they will, in my opinion, like there's so much of that unknown stuff, but there's definitely something there and everyone is chasing it. So that's probably it. That's probably it.
1: uh, I've kind of felt that this was coming since like Fortnite started to get big and started to go in the direction that it was going in. And actually a couple days ago, I actually saw my first concert in Fortnite because it's popular in my household. And so I went in the living room
2: and <laughs> I didn't uh, willingly do this. I was just, I no, uh, yes, kinda. let's
1: be clear. I didn't go attend my first Fortnite concert, but it was, uh, it was the audio in the living room was very loud. Yeah. And I went to see what was going on and I got to see uh, my first concert in Fortnite. And I'm going to be honest. It was cool. It like cool. it's cool. The things they're doing in there is awesome. Yeah. And if I, especially if I was a kid right now, like mm-hmm. hell yes. All I would want to do is play Fortnite. It's, it's amazing what they're doing to appeal to them. And uh, I think that stuff is only going to grow. And I've, I've kind of said ever since they started doing concerts and events in Fortnite is there's going to be a day where Fortnite is not a battle Royale game. It is a, like virtual hangout where people get together and just do things. And it's a portal to maybe playing a battle Royale game, but it's about so much more. And that's kind of the direction people are pushing this metaverse stuff.
0: You're not wrong. And uh, and I guarantee you Epic has eyes on that. I guarantee you that Microsoft's strategy of buying a bunch of developers and creating a huge ecosystem and basically an audience of subscribers and loyal's. That will matter more about who dominates and or makes the metaverse happen in whatever way they're going to make it happen is how many people do you have lined up ready to rock? And very compelling evidence and say those Fortnite people are ahead of everybody. Or, you know, you could look at Roblox and say the same thing. But it that's where it'll come out of. And what it will ultimately look look like, nobody has any freaking idea, but we're all going to be way sick of it. Eventually, the proof will be in the pudding when we actually start experiencing some of these things and are blown away by them, and the headsets get smaller and they're like the size of a pair of Ray Bans or something. That future is one that everybody wants a piece of. And we are about to witness everybody climbing up a hill and throwing each other off of it, and a bunch of failures and a few successes. That's all coming. So, probably that to answer that question, I think. So, we'll see what happens. Speaking of epic. And sorry, Ubisoft, about your thing. I heard it was actually okay fun, but you didn't do anything to make it really jump. So but it's kind of your fault. So f off. Uh, Epic Game <laughs> Store uh, will be giving away games through 2022 as well. They are sewing uh, or have made it clear that they're not they're not stopping that program. Uh, they're going to keep giving away free games. I go there every week and get the free game every week, whether I play it I or forget not.
2: Forget almost every week, whether you play them or not.
0: <laughs> yeah, whether I play them or not. Why not have them on my account? I don't download them. I just go get a free thing and there it is and sometimes they're great sometimes uh <clears throat> i got those uh, speaking of tomb raider the tomb raider trilogy of uh, the modern trilogy was free a few couple weeks ago
1: i did get those no brainer i got the anime looking one that was free a couple days ago i don't know if that's still the free one today
0: yeah uh, I didn't actually it probably
1: week. is yes it's it was free as of today because i logged into epic today
0: yeah so i'll uh, do that i try to do it every tuesday and then I just see, and then if it's, and then it, you know if it's something I already have on Steam, I may not bother. But even then, I usually do it. Why not? Who cares? Just do it.
1: Yeah, if Steve, if Steve, if Steam buckles, uh, <laughs> Steve, I just call Steam
2: Steve. Steam so buckles.
1: Uh, Steve is the guy who gets me my video games. Y'all know him. Y'all love him. Hey, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty
0: good. But then all the Steam things, like Steam Link, becomes Steve Link. And, uh, <laughs> yep. The 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 de- a game deck or what's it called? Um, Steam Deck is Steve Deck. Oh my gosh! Yep, Steve deck. deck. I love it.
1: I <laughs> gotta love get it. that Steve Deck.
0: I'm petitioning for a change at Valve. Change it to Steve. Anyway, sorry. You were saying before the Steve. Uh,
1: thing. I yeah i'm the same way like if that if steve suddenly goes bankrupt um i want to know that you know not the exact same library but hey i got some of these games over there too i'll be fine
0: like right now the steve lunar sale is on so if you miss some of those good deals around christmas the steve lunar sale oh
1: no what a time to be broke uh
0: why do they it feels like they're having sales more often than usual is it just me feels like it's uh no
1: it does it feels like the sales aren't as good as they used to
0: yeah. be
1: yeah when they first started them it was like hey what it's just 80 percent off everything don't worry about mm-hmm. it just get some games in your library in life and now it's like percent yeah everything well 10 percent off
0: the uh the consoles and the, uh the switch and, and the two consoles seem to have better deals during the holidays than i could get on my pc and i'm not used to that it's usually flipped but uh Yeah, I just noticed, like, you'll log in and go, oh, what sale are we having now? Oh, it's the eastern moon of the monkey pajamas uh, celebration. So now Steam's got a sale. (laughs) And what do I see up top? Uh, Almost Human, uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, and some other game, all at the exact same discount as they were three weeks ago during the freaking winter sale. And then I feel like every time I log in there, they get their fancy pretty layout with all their new colors, and then those three games up there. Yeah. I, I don't know what that's.
1: Well, about. I I think they also I think it's a way that games can keep their initial release price longer. Yeah. Because I think another thing that has happened is with less space between sales, you have companies go okay, keep the game at forty nine ninety nine or fifty nine ninety nine, and we'll just anytime there's a Steam sale, we'll knock it down twenty percent, and instead of doing a price reduction, we'll just do that, and we'll just let that be you know, those are the places we'll lose revenue as if people buy it at that point, we won't lower the cost of it because a lot of games are staying full retail price longer. Now it feels than they used to.
0: Yeah. I agree with that. And they're just not discount. They're not cutting them as much. Maybe that's a way, you know, everyone always says, well, consoles are starting to go to 80 bucks a game, but PCs they're staying right where they're at. Well, maybe this is how they they make up the difference. You know, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird, weird business. We're in, um, final story. I talked about this a ton on Daily Tech News Show with Tom Merritt this week, so I feel like I know way too much about what this is and why it works. Um, But I'll tell you guys about it because it's somewhat gaming-related. Windows 11, uh, in their next preview, their developer's preview, and then eventually pushed out to everybody, will support Android apps, which they've been talking about doing since 11 was announced, Um, which, in theory, you could play games on there and any other app that you may have that's an Android app. Uh, Keep in mind a couple of things. These are select apps at the time that I last looked at this, it was like a hundred or something. They're they're talking about doing more. Um, and they're only, they're, they're actually delivered through Amazon's, uh, Android store, not Google play that could change, but that's how it is right now. Um, basically it's a kind of a virtual machine sort of setup, but it's a little, it's different than that. So I don't, don't quote me as on that directly, but it's a, it's a thing that the subsystem supports. Intel chips can support it. AMD chips can support it. But ba- basically, you're crea- creating a virtual machine layer on top of Windows that will work like a window. You know, alt-tab between things, stick them to your bars, launch them independently, search for them, that sort of stuff. And I think that I will feel about this the way I feel about when Apple announced the M1 Max would just run iOS stuff natively. It's a really cool thing. And you hear about it and go, oh, cool. These apps I use, I can use there now. And then you go do it once or twice and you go, I'm good. I don't need yeah. to do this because yep. the games, the games maybe okay. I could see a couple of cases where, I don't know. There's got to be some argument you can make for well, a weird. Wild
2: Rift. I mean, sure. like I actually play Wild Rift almost every day. So I could see myself trying to get a controller, my Windows controller. Yeah hooked up to it that's a a great that
0: is the i couldn't think of one so thank you because i really i've spent two days trying to give them an example on daily tech news show and i couldn't think of one that's exactly a perfect example and it would look good i think they'll scale i assume they'll let you scale like blow them up and still have all their functionality i know ui integration and api integration is all there so mouse control keyboard access that sort of stuff should work um but it's still going to be developer dependent whether they, you know, make any of that work for their actual game or their actual app. But it does it's just a little bit of like a here's a little shiny bobble and here you go and then no one will do it. That's how I think it'll end up. And it's fine. I mean, I I was really stoked about the iOS thing and it works the same as this is being described and it's fine. I have a couple of examples that I that I run on here once in a while. One's a game, that Star Trek game I always told you guys about, the 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 gotcha game, but that isn't, doesn't cost money because it's part of Apple Arcade. The ones I
2: get ads for every day on Twitter. No, that's a different game. That's a different game. Oh, not that one.
0: Yeah. That's the one they're trying to screw you with. The ones, the one on Apple Arcade (laughs) is like this pared down, not pared down, but it doesn't have any microtransactions of any sort. Um, Oh, I see. And you just collect, you know, your Trek characters, send them on missions. It's really one of those games again. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's great because I can pop that up on my desktop send people on missions exit it and all of that synced across devices so if i check it later on my phone whatever i did on my pc or on my mac worked over there that's cool if you find something like that that you're really into but i'm not that into it it wouldn't kill me if it wasn't there so it's
2: not a draw you're not like oh my god all the android games i can check out let's go no you're just like if no. i need it i'm glad it's there but like whatever
0: right and they'll be they'll probably somebody will very quickly figure out a way to sideload stuff that isn't on the list Um, but again, what, what do you actually want to sideload on there? Like, it doesn't sound very interesting to me. So, um,
2: I guess, well, again, emulators you can get anywhere. So,
0: yeah. So a lot of
2: emulators on phones, but.
0: Yeah, and I mean a lot of them
2: on PC too. So that's something yeah, you can do.
0: That's true. I've been running. Um, I've been messing around all kinds of stuff this week with RetroArch on Macs and PCs.
2: Yeah. So I saw you. I think you took a photo of it. Where did I see it? That's like a handheld emulator box. Oh, so
0: so RetroArch is the software, is the big open source project that goes on everything. Um, but the box I bought a little handheld I bought it's like the size of an old Game Boy. I yeah. just forget the name. It it's looked It looked cool. Oh, Ambernick is the name.
2: Amber Nick. Yeah, it's some it's Chinese like Amber thing. Amber and Nick.
0: You should, you should hear the instruction manual on that thing. It's the most poorly translated document I've ever held in my hand. But
2: <laughs> Is it like Dice of the Sphere program? Yes. Hold the control button for fire. Yes. And you will go win.
0: It's like that except like six point type and really hard to read and <laughs> anyway, so I looked up stuff online, and I'm, and it's great. It's a nice little emulation box that lets you take ROMs and run and you anything need, you got you on there.
2: Playing on it, yeah. uh, Maybe should we talk about it? <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool.
0: It's cool. I got, um, I I started playing. Well, it's a long story. When we get to what we play today, um, I'll I'll tell you about my journey with some of this stuff. But, uh, but anyway, the point is there's interest out there for people to port stuff from other devices to other devices and mess around. I get that. Like there's that curiosity and certainly this will be a simpler um, thing for, you know, Android being a little more open in terms of side loading and all that you're, you're going to have an easier time pulling in things you maybe couldn't on the iOS side, but I just think it's a gimmick and it's not really that important. I could be wrong, but it didn't really take up on Chrome either. Chrome lets you play Android stuff and no one does that. So so yeah. I don't
2: know. I mean, it's probably yeah, yeah. Probably we'll affects a very small people, but amount of people, but yeah. So I'm we'll like, s- oh, I can run Wild Rift on my PC. Like, yeah, we'll see what happens. I probably should just play League of Legends. Yeah, there you go. They do have a PC for some reason, reason. I'm like hooked on Wild Rift. <laughs> Well,
0: it's because you're not two hours into a game in that game. I, I think Wild Rift's a better game. It's a tighter, better experience, so I wish it was on it PC. It just fits
2: into my schedule. My PC time is Valheim, and my I should go to bed, but I'm playing games still time is well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's like, oh, I'm not too tired. Let's grab the phone. and we'll play a m- ranked match.
0: Yeah, there you go. Um, all right, yeah. that's it for your news. I am excited to talk about a couple of these games I emulated this week, but we'll get to that in a minute. Before all that, though... Time for a Dear Martha review. Uh, this is for Devil Girl, a game you would like me not to show on stream.
1: Yeah, don't don't show this one on stream. Devil Girl. It's not going to go well for you if you do.
0: I'm guessing anime. Is it on Steam
2: as Devil Girl? Can I see it?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can look at it. I'm just saying don't show it to the stream. People got to do their own research on this if they want to see what Devil Girl looks like. Yeah. Well, sh- Okay,
2: but only if you're old, old, over eighteen. If you're listening and under eighteen, you're not allowed to see this content. Yeah, don't yeah, see it, or
1: lie about how old you are.
2: Those yeah. are the only options.
0: Um, I am a little curious. Hold on, what are we? Oh my!
2: <laughs> She's skilled with her feet, it seems.
0: <laughs> wait, wait. Why isn't it? All I get is a. F- you're not. You're not a, 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 over Blocked eighteen. Scott?
1: This is. Got, we're going to go through it again. Scott's going to unblock adult games. And then he's going to get recommended and he's going to get back on here and go, why are they recommending all these porn titles?
0: Oh, okay. I found it. And why? Oh, what is she doing to his? Okay. I'm done looking at that page. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know you can use your feet for that. I didn't know that. And now I do, but only in cartoon world, I guess. I don't know. Um, All right. Moving on. They do it in real life too. That's wonderful to know. Let's move on into this, uh, the steam review for this incredibly wholesome game. Uh, devil girl which will now happen so enjoy
1: my dearest martha i present to you now my review for the video game devil girl martha wtf is this I have a PhD in the study and worship of demons, such as culture, habitat, and other things, and I have to say, I am angered by this game. I want it to be known right now as a fact that this has nothing to do with demon anything. This is made up for whatever reason, and it is very disturbing. I don't recommend this game to anyone. Someone being depressed so deeply needs to call a mental health hotline, not have a woman degrade him, and think she is something hot. I think she is bleep, and if I ever see this on the side of the road i'd kick her ass i don't think anyone should be this rude and abusive to anyone or thing i can hear everyone now saying it is just a video game indeed and be glad it is because imagine you or your friend or so one really close to you was in this type of thing they would really need to get help not be hurt Please don't think I have chosen to badmouth this game because I haven't. I just want to simply put, this is not what the title says. And I don't condone anything in this game to be real in any way. And if it ever does happen to you, call for help. <laughs> Yours in this life and the next classified user 223.
0: <laughs> All right. So what that tells me is that guy does never use punctuation in his life. It's not important to him. It doesn't matter to him and uh he went i want went you
1: to see this i'm gonna send it to you so you guys can see the review
0: yeah no I, I, I could tell I you i would
1: kept... like it recognized that i read it for verbatim
0: yeah and you kept in like sub or uh what's the word i'm looking for uh, just, uh just typos and everything i could hear it you did it all. oh yeah. yeah yeah i did it all that's fantastic all right well don't check out that horrible hideous game but do check out John's wonderful review of it.
2: Does he really have a PhD in the study
1: and worship of demons? I mean, you know, who knows? I don't think so. I think that PhD could have gone to other places uh that might have been better use. Yeah. Such as All the right. ability like, to I write think... with punctuation.
2: Yeah. Like an English have a class. A PhD in the study and worship of demons such yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he needed to go he needed He's to done. go to English not to devil class. That's what I'm thinking there. I'm just All thinking, right. Yeah. Yeah. PhD stands yeah, anyway. for phony, uh, 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 phony, um, uh, uh, hot document.
2: You like that? Know, it seems like a good game.
0: <laughs> yeah. It seems like a winner. <laughs> seems like a hell of a thing. I can't wait to get more involved this, with this it.
2: This other review on the opposite end of things says your hand will satisfy. It. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: oh, this, this, side, this side of Steam, man.
2: Everyone, know. Steve. Steve. Yeah, go to steve.com.
0: Steve uh
2: Steve's Adult aisle Yeah,
0: Steve's Steve's Workshop. No, no, wait. What, I'm trying to think of all the Steam things. Steam. Hey, there's the Steam OS. We call it the Steve OS. That's pretty good. Check it out. You're running the Steve OS on your Linux box, everybody. All right. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's move on to this here deal right here. Hey, what do we got here? Video games we played this week. I had a very odd week. I had no time for. I never. I didn't see a single movie or television show or anything. I've been behind on some stuff, some projects. Been working my butt off, but I did find some time for Ghosts, Ghost rather of Tsushima on the PS5. Still enjoying the hell out of that. Um, some people ask me what my if I what what cho- choice did I make at the end of the game. I'm nowhere near the end of that game. I kind of just started the damn thing. I will not just start it, but I'm, you know, I'm only some hours into the thing, probably, I don't know, 10 hours, 12 hours into it. So I'm not anywhere near wherever this choices I have to make. So don't be spoiling me on Twitter about choices. I'll get there. Don't you worry. Um, but, yeah, I think that'll be kind of my main thing to kind of work through until uh, Forbidden West comes out next month because I really want that uh, game. Oh, I think Jocelyn's in the chat. Jocelyn, how are you feeling about Forbidden West? You feeling good? Mm, Forbidden West. I know she's a fan. Uh, so there's that. Lots of fun. All good. Uh, just samurai fighting turns out real fun. Uh, that game's rad. Who knew?
1: Samurai's cool.
0: Yeah, it's really good. I said it before. I think I said it last week. Is If this was the year it came out, this would have been game of the year for me. I like it that much. It's very good.
1: I would have probably, if if and when i get a ps5 it's going to be very high on the list of games i want to play yeah. or should it come to another platform such as the personal
0: computer The personal computer i would love that i hope with a big no,
2: ghost is coming to pc for sure
0: is it does that confirm
2: yeah i saw something to that effect it's oh coming. It'll all, be right. On PC.
0: all right maybe sooner Probably than later i
2: got a war deal it's- It'll be around when it's around, but it is coming to
0: PC. Yeah. What would be good is if all of this fallout from that purchase last week might force Sony, not force them, but maybe prompt them to do quicker turnaround on PC releases. That would be nice. I do like that they're doing it, but four years is a long time. So don't do that. Um, okay. Here's the, here's where it gets weird. I played The Legend of Zelda Minish Cap
1: a fantastic game
0: it is really good it's a gba game game boy advance game from 2004 or 5 minish cap i've never heard of this. the minish cap it's, um his based, hat is a bird yeah his hat's a bird and he can shrink you down to the size of an ant so that you can go fight among micro places um it is a delightful awesome zelda game It's really good, and I don't know why I missed it or bounced on, or not bounced, but didn't play it the first time. Um, One of my kids had it on cartridge and loved it. I don't remember who. Maybe it was Taylor. She loves everything that ever comes out of uh, Zelda games. But I never played it then despite having like that cool SP that had like the, the it looked like an old NES on the outside I was so into that thing I love my SP it's like the best console hang a hell console is that I've that ever on made.
2: switch now or
0: is no that- I'm playing this so I'm so here's here's my justification I'm I'm playing this on retro Arch on a PC while well, on a Mac both of them I'm sharing save files between them um I'm I'm emulating this thing on a GBA emulator and did some streaming of it today in fact and my justification is, uh, since we already owned that cartridge years ago, uh, whatever. Here's here I am playing, uh, you know, I'm playing the wrong
1: justification was going to be. Come at me, Nintendo! I yeah. dare you.
0: Yeah, come at me. Just I'm playing. See how ROM.
1: this turns out for you in a couple of years.
0: But that game is really great. Hilariously, I'm playing it with a Series X controller right now. Um, oh, wow. it's fine. It's you know D-pad and uh, you know three or two. I guess no, they have four buttons on the on the. On the GBA, so yeah, just the normal four buttons, and it's fine. It plays plays great. Um, I do have one. Uh, you know, I have a couple of these. Let's see where is it? Got a couple of these things. They're like these cheap ripoff SNES controllers that I got on Amazon. They don't. They cost like oh, okay. ten bucks for yeah, yeah. two of them. It's fine. Um, it's a little. Whoops! It's a little mushy.
2: On the buttons. And oh, so, this is Switch's fault because they could have been way more on top of their retro catalog.
0: Oh, I completely agree. Like GBA stuff should be all over that Switch, and it pisses me off that those games aren't. It might be my favorite era of two D, two D Nintendo stuff. I loved GBA games,
2: especially the anyway. first party games. Like it's ridiculous that yeah. they just don't like here it all is. Like, <laughs> yeah, this one's weird
0: or or con- not controversial, but interesting because they it's co- Capcom. Made this game for Nintendo, so yeah. Nintendo contracted Capcom to make a Zelda game, but they sent their Wind Waker guy, the lead, the head of Wind Waker, over to Capcom to help them make this game. It's yeah, a Nintendo weird. Nintendo's like
2: retaining the the rights on this, right? They're oh, not of course. Letting this isn't a joint Capcom. No, game no, no. This is after. this is like anything it's else. Contractor they do. work. Right? Yeah,
0: they contract it out. They do that all the time with stuff. Um. Anyway, it's very good, and I really like it. And I'm not even that far in. I got the first shrine and the first uh, elemental thing, and and I'm digging it. It's just good. It's it looks, just good Zelda sweet. stuff. It's you go into these
2: classic top down. Yep. Yeah. It and just, it's
0: animated. Cool. It's super cute, and you know you. you I don't know. It's just good. you it's solve them? A you,
1: wind Waker link too, right? Like it's kind of that art style. Or, yes. No, not exactly wind Waker, but similar. Right? It's
0: pixelated link, but it's similar in, in certainly similar in tone for sure, which is my favorite of that series I ever got. I love that look. And so it's very much like that. It's very colorful. Um, the way that you go from large link down to shrinky link and you're tiny, you're in a I when I got shrinky link. <laughs> I was in the pool. I got shrinky link. Um, it plays... It just is a nice... It's a beautiful, nice little thing, and I'm going to keep playing that. I really like it. Um, and I, I had a fun time streaming some of that today. Donkey Kong Country for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, a game I owned.
2: Classic best games of all time.
0: I played and owned that game back in the day, so I justified playing that ROM today for the same reasons because I've already owned that game. I'm not going to buy it twice, so there it is. Now, that game is actually on Switch. It's also on... Um, well, it's part of that collection of SNES games on the on the Switch, and uh, and it's perfectly good there. Um, it's also on the uh, SNES I mean, Classic, yeah, yeah, yeah the, the little SNES classic box that you buy. It's also on there, so it's not like these. This thing's hard to come by, but I wanted to stream it, so I did it with an emulation, and that game is effing hard.
2: Oh yeah, hmm? it's oh, yeah. really it's, hard. It's the Dark Souls of the Super Nintendo era, kind I mean, of Kong Country, yeah. That's a rough one, man. That's yeah, a rough one. I agree. Like, yeah, that's it, what makes it so good too. It's like you're so frustrated, but you're like, "I'm gonna try it again. Yeah. I'm gonna try it again." It's very good. It's
0: good. I tried I, the minecart level. Took me a million years to do, but it yeah, was fun. Mine cart stuff super hard. I was swearing and cussing the whole time. Um, it really it's it's like as bad as a horror game in terms of me the way I freak out and I scream and yell and get mad at these games.
1: But the soundtrack is incredible, though.
0: Oh, it's amazing. The soundtrack's so amazing. Great. It still looks. Cool, even though I know these are just crappy 3D sprites converted to sprites and but it doesn't matter. It's just rad. It's a rad series. Um I'm more I'm probably more interested in playing the two follow-ups because I did play a lot of this back in the day. And now playing it again, I'm like, I know I know of some of the improvements in the second two games, and I really like those improvements. So I may I may bounce and do those, but really getting into this. Now you might say, Scott, what are you doing with these old games? What are you doing? Well, it's mostly because I got in on a roll here with this new show with, with play retro and we're playing all these retro games and finding better ways to play these retro games. And so there's a lot of like research going on. I got a, uh, an old cabinet. I'm re retrofitting to be a main machine and
2: nice.
0: Like it's all this stuff going on. So my head has been in that world. In the last week in a way that has, hasn't like been
2: building the, the cabinet from scratch or
0: no. So like, I told the, the story on that show, but, uh, it's worth telling here. I have my, da- so my dad, when I was in junior high and early high school owned and ran multiple arcades, had, uh, machines in like every pizza hut in the state, this sort of stuff. He was, this was his business. And so I grew up with arcade games and we're talking the era of like, you know, Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, battle zone, asteroids, that whole you know classic arcade era, and so the house was always full of these full size cabinets, and they had free play on, or the doors would open, and you just flick the little quarter thing and you'd get free games. All my friends would come over, or people I thought were my friends would come over and and play, <laughs> and it was it was amazing. Um, But at one point, he started making his own stuff and working with developers in Japan, uh, Data East, to be one of them. You probably heard of them before. They were working Absolutely. with him directly on a couple of exclusives, a golf game and. A flight game, and then the, do you guys remember this game? Um, hold on, it was a Pac-Man ripoff called Lock and Chase. Do you remember this? No. I, only because you told
1: me about it. Uh, yeah, so I, I that. that's yeah. my
0: artwork when I was thirteen. Um, I, he let me do the the marquee for it. Um, but anyway, okay. so he was manufacturing his own cabinets, his own everything uh you know ordering all the crts all the parts all the pieces the buttons everything and um and building cabinets now one one of the ones he made early on was this sit down cocktail model that he totally built from scratch with his own idea of how it should be built he was really good at that sort of thing and i ended up with one all these years later Uh, my dad died in 2000 we didn't have most of these either they got sold or lost in a, a storage unit or it's all very sad but the but the one I kept is this old wood finished looking weird sit down thing that he built. And in there is, I think, a Galaga or something, um, but it doesn't work. So I'm going to tear the board out, all the power stuff in uh, the monitor. The CRT's dead as well. Take all that stuff out of there and then refill it, fill it with my own concoction. Oh, that's or whatever an I'm awesome project.
2: That's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm really excited. We got to like hunt down some parts and figure out what to put in it and get it up Are you doing a
1: CRT control. or are you going to do a modern?
0: Technology? I'm going to do a, a LED display. I'm not going to, first of all, CRTs are ridiculously expensive, really a pain to work with. Like, I don't want, I'm not going there.
2: Yeah. yeah you you should do a YouTube of like when you're putting it together or something, like do a, or at least a demo yeah be I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to to see that. like the guts and all the stuff you worked on in it the hard part for me is unlike
0: my father i'm a, i'm terrible at like mechanics like i'm good at
2: yeah we well, don't kind of like you know i just mean just show it off you yeah. know what i mean
0: i'll definitely do yeah. that yeah. yeah i don't want to show people yeah. how dumb i am though i'll get comments that'll drive me crazy because i'm just That's not true. very smart with this stuff but i am i can you know i can follow the instructions and and build, uh, yeah. you know, I've got a working retro pie over here already that I could probably just.
2: Yeah, I don't mean like make a here's how to build your own main cabinet. Like just, you know, like, hey, hey, guys, like hey, this is my main cabinet. Look at it. Isn't yeah. it cool?
0: Like, yeah, like, yeah, I'm really excited about yeah. it. The, the one part I really want to try to preserve if I can do it is, you know, how those old cocktail machines, they had joysticks and stuff on each side. So two people could be there. Mm-hmm. And when you would die in, I don't know, Mooncresta or Donkey Kong or something, the f- screen would flip, not not physically, but the display would invert, go the other direction, and then the player two mm. would play their run. It was a turn-based affair. Um, I want to retain that, and I don't know how you freaking do it. There's probably some software someone's already
2: done. I love those tables. tables. Oh, those were awesome because you could you know, sit yeah. at the table and have a drink. and
0: mm, Yeah. Cigarette burns. Oh, man. I mean, I never smoked, but
2: (laughs) But I just feel like I wish there were more things to do like that. Like there's a shocking lack of computer tables in the universe, like Mm -hmm. in our world today. Yeah. I I feel like every coffee shop should have like a TV screen table. Like it should just be standard. Like, it's like, you know, like we're like, we can't believe it's the future. We have all this stuff. It's like, that's the one that got away. Yeah. Like tables with computer screens in it. It should be everywhere.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. I, I, I feel like there's a chance here to just kind of revive a thing that has a bunch of meanings. It's got the gaming side of it, which is cool and, you know, all that. But it's just yeah. this history of my dad and the stuff he made with
2: his own hands. and he Did, did you guys it and, ever have oh, time traveler? Um, the, hologram game? The, the
1: hologram cowboy, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was thinking about that. I played that once at, like, a museum. I just thought about it randomly today. I just wonder if that... Uh, Hold on, I'm looking. It's the right
1: closest I ever got to beating a game in uh, like an arcade game, because I don't think I ever beat, actually completed, got to an end screen an arcade game, but I got to the very end of Time Traveler.
2: It's like an FMV game, but the deal was that it was a hologram instead of a screen.
0: Yeah. Oh, here it is, 1991. I remember. We didn't have this, but I remember. This is after the crash, so this is the important oh, okay. aspect of this when the big video game crash um some people i don't know maybe some of our listeners have never heard of this there was a huge bubble bubble crash in the arcade business in 1985 86 and when that happened everybody lost their shirt including my dad lost everything all of this stuff got put in storage what he could keep it didn't get you know it was bad lost the house the home motor home the boat it was bad it's a bad time um anyway uh, we had to be, actually we've eaten government cheese, by the way, because there was a time where we just had nothing. <laughs> oh no! Oh, that, yeah, it was really. That bad.
2: can't be good. It <laughs> wasn't
0: good. So this is a relic of that time, and so Go anything post '86, we didn't. We wouldn't have. Like we didn't. The Street Fighter era oh, okay. never happened at our house. It all ended with whatever the game. And part of this is Nintendo's fault. The home stuff was getting amazing. Arcades were just too expensive to run. You know, your average arcade machine was three to six thousand dollars, depending on what was in there um just a ri i had to do a whole series about this because i feel I mean, like people i don't know about you guys but in
2: canada it got to a point because so we have loonies where you had, you could put a whole loony into a machine like a whole mm-hmm. dollar yeah and it's yeah. like this is a bit rich for an arcade like yeah I like, I think that killed it. It's like I'm gonna drop ten bucks into an arcade machine for like twenty minutes or something.
0: Yeah, that was the other thing. The fifty cent game change messed up a lot of people. So they tried to make certain games like a premiere experience, Dungeon or um Dragon's Lair was worth your fifty cents because were you ever gonna play a game like this again? You know, yeah. it was a weird time. Um but yeah, Atari effed up, everybody effed up. It was a bad time. Bally Midway, all of them, and it's all very different after that era. Like who became big? Japan suddenly really came roaring in, um, and they had already had their. You know, they were they were responsible for Pac-Man and Donkey Kong and other stuff, but it didn't really become their business until like 89 88 something like that
1: Well, anyway you hear the that, stories internally about like what atari was doing behind the scenes with all the money they were raking in and yeah. it, it sounds like you know you put the wrong people in charge of the business yeah. at a I certain mean, point and they wait. just led that all to a bad place it's pretty
2: saying all that makes me feel bad like because i have actually have there's a arcade like literally five minutes from my house that i never go to it has a bunch of pinball machines that i'm like i should go to that arcade yeah but they still i don't know if it's still open because of the pandemic but like there's literally a room filled with pinball machines and arcade games in a
0: modern in a modern sense there's a lot of resurgence obviously like it's like records or anything else you you end up with a following that makes it its own special business instead of the the crashing one that it was part of before so these nickel where I live they are they call them, I'm sure these exist everywhere, but here they call them the nickelcade. And there's this, just like a bunch of arcades around town that you go in and you literally just put nickels in. And that means joust. That means, you know, all the great arcade games are just a nickel. Um, you have a minimum. You go in there and you pay like five bucks just to go in, but you spend all five of that on games. So it's five bucks worth of nickels. Mm-hmm. And it's great. Like it's, it's a great, incarnation of what it used to be um but i don't think we're ever getting back to that day where it's like look they just rolled in the new mortal Kombat version of three or they upgraded the board for Tekken, tech in or you know it's like a weird is there, there's a weird era there where home just destroyed <laughs> we, arcade
2: and we you know. can't do it with vr because everyone's gonna get covid now <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, you, you can't know. share those but, headsets. But, but, like, if, If you could get a really premier experience with VR headsets, I'd pay to just go out rather than buy the full box. But now I wouldn't.
0: Oh, yeah. Hell no. Uh, Dunaway, by the way, Brian Dunaway, my co-host on Play Retro, which you can get wherever you get your podcasts. uh, He has it set up in VR. So he's playing RetroArch as as the emulation layer in a thing called VRMEMU. So VR emu or whatever. I don't know if you're supposed to pronounce it.
2: Uh, but so it's basically, see, he hangs out in the vitru- virtual world and plays the arcade Yeah, machine, so he's right? got
0: an arcade in his, in his virtual room, and they're like photo-perfect recreations of, let's say, joust, okay? So it's a joust machine with the header and the side and the lights, and it's like a photorealistic place. And you walk up, and you put fake quarters into the thing, and it makes the sound, and you grab the joysticks in VR and start moving and playing and, and it's playable and you and you look around as if you're in an arcade and there's other shit going on and sounds and stuff that's really cool like uh, there's, there's probably never been a better time to be into retro because you can also do a lot of weird shit in modern ways with your retro stuff and that's what he's done like look at this does this remind you of being a kid here let me play this I mean that's how, that's how my dad's arcade sounded when I was a kid exactly like this you know, and you just hear I can hear all these old games I used to spend uh, so yeah. much time with.
1: I, I used to basically live in a place called Fun City, and it was uh, <laughs> it was basically a multi-purpose, like it was a big old playground play gym indoors. You know, the little tunnels basically turned little kids into hamsters. yeah, kind of deal. It was that, a bunch of inflatable houses inside. so then there was a whole section where you could do birthday parties. But then there was also a massive uh, video game arcade uh, collection that you could you could play. And it just sounded like that all the time. Yeah. And I lived there. And it was like, okay, today I'm going to be in the, the playground area. And then the next day, okay, I'm going to spend my whole day in the arcade and... You know, it was it was incredible Like yeah. that that was awesome. I actually feel bad that my son will never probably go to a place like that because they don't exist anymore. Yeah. Fun City doesn't exist anymore. It was right next to Video City, which is where I rented all my games that I brought home. Another experience that's just not really going to happen. But ah, that was great. That was a great way to grow up.
0: Yep, yeah, I agree. We had uh, someone in the chat. Looks like a Utah because we had the tilt. We had Aladdin's Castle. Um, we used to go. I, so when even even when my kids were little, this arcade thing is not, you know, it's over. Um, but we took them to these nickelcades all the time to just give them that experience, and they all loved it. In fact, we usually this is the I'm not this is not meant to me me being a I'm not trying to be all modeling here, but my dad's uh, birthday when it rolls around, or Memorial Day, either one. All my fuddy-duddy family, they all go to the gravesite and just look sad. We go to an arcade and play games. Because I am 100% sure my dad would approve of that. He would love that, that we did that. So we take them all to the arcade and still do it. Like, to this day, it's a tradition. On Memorial Day, we go to an arcade and we play a bunch of old shit my dad would have had in his arcade. And I I feel like I'm, I, I have a way closer experience with my deceased father there than I do at some, you know... Municipal you don't try to do that side. for
2: a living because it's like what you're doing, right? Like if you're a plumber, you're not celebrating your dad's plumbing by going to... No, <laughs> no, no. You know, like you're in... If you're probably passionate about video games, and think it's cool. So, yeah. you know, if you're trying to earn a living at it, then you have a passion for it probably. Yeah, he
0: loved it. And when it all crashed around him, it was really sad because he never quite recovered from that. But uh, at the time, I was the coolest kid in the school, even though none of them are my real friends. There's no way! I had maybe one or two good friends. Everybody else was leeching on me to play my freaking Pac-Man in the basement. It's bastards.
2: Anyway, games had a way. I mean, I definitely ingratiated myself with people to try their PlayStation games more than maybe. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah especially he's when you're a my kid person, but he's got a PlayStation. Go. <laughs> exactly,
1: There's yeah. a kid. I absolutely could not stand and uh, did not speak well of him in private company, but was very nice to him in person because he would let my best friend, cause he actually, they were actually friends borrow his PlayStation. And if I was nice enough, it would be okay for him to then bring the PlayStation over to my house when we hung out. And that's how I got to play Resident Evil 2 for the first time. Nice. Just had to be nice to this kid I couldn't stand.
0: Yeah, but look at your lifelong fandom of that game now. You love that game. True. Yeah. It's true.
1: Yeah. Uh, the only thing he wouldn't let me do is he wouldn't let us have a memory card. So anytime I played Resident Evil 2, it had to be uh, like a – a one life run of the mm, game mm. because if we died you just had to start all the way back over we couldn't save the game
2: yeah oh Man. wow that's pretty hardcore yeah yeah
0: by the way my dad's company was called american amusement for those that someone asked <laughs> in the chat <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's an okay name i don't know it worked fine for what we were doing but i remember at the time
2: right i mean we didn't have you know
0: it's american amusement and we had mm-hmm. we had a we had a cool warehouse full of this stuff, you know, buttons for miles, uh, joysticks laying around everywhere. Like it's a weird thing as you're when you're a kid to just be that surrounded by gaming. And people wonder why I'm so like at this stage so still obsessed with it. It's cuz this is where I grew up, man.
2: It's your lifeblood. Yeah, and you
0: wonder why by the way I kind of an arcade brain because people always say, well, Scott, you jump around from game to game to game. Bo will get in and play a game until he's beaten the whole thing and 100% of it, or you will just really hunker down into whatever game he's playing, Valheim, Wild Rift, whatever. And I'll go, bump, 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 bump. And I think it's that arcade upbringing, because that's what you did. You were always like, oh, this right. is cool, but then that's also cool. I'm going to go do that. Oh, that's really cool, too. Oh, look at this one over here. That's really cool. It's not that I can't do long form. It's just that's the way you sampled it back then. So, yeah. I don't know.
2: Well, and that, that is what they are now. They are just amusements for our pleasure. There's no reason to look at any games offering that says like here's 100 hours of gameplay and be like I have to do that or not. Like you could totally just be like let me try this for 2 hours, let me try this for 10 minutes. Yeah. It's a per you know. It, it is what it is. It's diversion, right? So Sure. But it's yeah. fun. it's
0: a kind of diversion that just I don't know, just passionate about it. Like it just feels like part of my bones, like part of my DNA in a way that I don't know. I'm right now I'm having just a little bit of a moment with it with all this emulation and dinking around with different tools and looking at game preservation in general as kind of a an overall concept and archive.org is like saving all they have a whole Genesis section. You can just go play Genesis games on archive.org. And um you know There's a lot
2: of stuff on archive ar- archive.org yeah. like Yeah. There's a ton tons of emu games on. They we were talking Crofton was talking about Jones in the Fast Lane. Yeah. He's so like, used to play this game called Jones and the Fastlane. I'm like, it's probably on archive.org. Like, why don't you go? He's like, what? And I was like, it's just there, it just runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a crappy board game. But, you know, back in the day, I guess it was really good or something.
0: Yeah. So. And they want to preserve that because who else will remember those things? I really like that. I, I give money to them. I don't give them a lot, but every year I try to give a little bit of money to Archive and a little bit of money to um, Wikipedia because as much as it's fun to make fun of Wikipedia, I think it's like the most thing most visited thing i do <laughs> i'm always on there deep diving on something so anyway uh enough about me and my nostalgic childhood let's jump over to john who i you've cracked open guardians of the galaxy marvel's guardians of the galaxy
1: i did so uh real quick i'll just say i'm about to finish final fantasy 5 wrapping that up yeah um so this is uh, probably gonna be the last week that that's on the list um Pretty solid game. Uh, it's got some problems. It's not going to end up being one of my favorites, but I, I enjoyed it. The La-
0: last week, it really sounded good. like this was going to be the end all, be all. Like mechanically, you were loving it, and not not so yeah, much now.
1: And no, mechanically, it's still really good. It's got a lot of grinding, which I don't mind. Like if I was a kid and you gave me this game. I would think this is probably one of the greatest games ever made because it has that like value to a kid where it's like, oh, I'm going to get a lot of replayability out of this and I'm going to experiment with it and try a whole bunch of things. Yeah. As an adult in the Internet era where I can just look up, hey, what's the what's the best thing to do? Um, it's it's maybe not as interesting in that way, but uh, it the story is kind of generic. Like you kind of got a bad guy that's just like, I like to kill people. And like that's kind of his main awesome. drive. He's like, "What? What if I just killed everybody?" And you're like, "Okay." And he's like, "Surprise! I'm a tree. I'm I'm gonna kill everybody." Like that's kind of his deal. He's a tree, and he wants to kill people. That's mm. it. Mm. Um. So storyline wise, it's not really doing a lot for me. But the writing is sometimes really funny, and a lot of the the art in it is good, and uh, music's really solid. The gameplay systems are really good. It just doesn't quite reach the the same heights as everything else that uh i i've played in the other final fantasies so i mean it's better than two it's probably better than one but i don't think i'm gonna put it above three or four um but i have been enjoying it and um i'm wrapping up kind of the last little bit of side quest before you do the big gauntlet run up to the the main bad guy mm-hmm. um but with that out of the way yes I finally decided to try Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, a game that I complained a lot about, despite Scott's assurances uh, that it was good. I did, because I thought the the banter between them was annoying as hell. Yeah.
3: Uh,
1: in all the previews, I was like, I don't want to play this. This seems like it's going to bug the shit out of me. Yeah. And uh, I, I will say this. It's a little of both. I can see why people like that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there is a lot of heart there that kind of like what you talked about Scott it's not just it's not always going to just be people taking pot shots at each other mm-hmm. like that there is going to be some emotion behind it mm-hmm. but that said these characters need to seriously shut up
3: <laughs> they just like dial it I, back yeah
1: they there needs to be 40% less dialogue while you are playing that game it is shockingly like overloaded with them doing dialogue and I actually think it's a real shame not just because it bugs me
3: yeah.
1: but because yeah. there are times where the game is legitimately funny like there's a moment where you come to a fork in the road and Rocket goes hey Quill we gotta go this way uh, that way's a dead end and you being like a collector of items and wanting to find all the hidden treasures, you of course take the way that he just said was a dead end. And you get to the end and there's nothing there. And Rocket goes, congratulations, you've discovered exactly what I told you, that there was nothing there. Mm. So you turn around to come back and he goes, that's right. Walk of shame, buddy. Walk of shame <laughs> as you're going back. That's legitimately funny. yeah. But it gets so lost in this sea of just... Unending like jabs at each other where I'm, I'm training myself to tune them out because they don't ever stop. And I think that as much as I could go on about it, I want to give my wife's take on this because oh. she was trying to work while I played this oh, game. Oh no,
0: all right. And
1: she knew that I was doing it for core, she knew that this was the, the baby nap window, was the only time that I had to play the game. So she let me do it. But when I was done, she goes, that is the most annoying game you have ever played in the history of me watching you play games. She said, I feel like that was like listening to the children be here bickering nonstop. She said, please do not ever play that game again. If I'm in the room, she said, working or not, I don't want to be in the room while that game's going. That is one of the best
2: reviews we've ever had on the show. So, wow. I
1: wanted to put a little more time in it cuz I didn't get a ton of time and I wanted to get a little further before the show. So, I said, "Okay, well, I'm going to be in the office. I'm going to play a little bit." And she came in during a cut scene. Uh, you know, pretty early on in the game you get arrested, and there's this cut scene between you and this this lady that Peter knows and all of that. And my wife sits there and she watches it. And she's laughing at the jokes and she's watching the whole thing and she needs she has places she needs to go. She's still watching it. And she go, she goes nice, and she kind of walks away. And I said, "Well, wait a minute. <laughs> you just told me that this was the most annoying game you ever heard, and you you just stayed longer to watch it." Yeah. And she goes, "Yeah, because it was a nice cutscene. I wasn't listening to people bitch at each other for hours, and yeah. then she walked away. <laughs> so that's my review of Guardians of the Galaxy." It's a very nice game when it's not just a bunch of people bitching at each other for hours.
0: It's a fair point. I think that um, uh, I had the weird experience of actually liking the characters more in this than I do in the movie and I know that's sacrosanct to some people but I, I like the portrayal here a little better um, with the exception of maybe what's her name? Uh, I can't think of her name. Gamora. Gamora, yeah. Gamora
1: is not good. No, I, she's I, not great. She's unfortunate right now. She kind of she kind of bugs me every yeah. time she has talked.
0: I don't like her in her current comic adaptation either, which is kind of what this is. It's just not my jam. But uh, the for the most well, part, I different. like all the characters, and I like um, the 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 big major cutscenes where you go back in time to when he's a kid. Uh, both the intro and then later, there's a really significant one. You may not have gotten to that yet. No, um, I'm
1: only just to the basically the cutscene I mentioned where it's pretty early when you get to the prison
0: okay yeah so uh this this is later on and i think that stuff stacks and gets makes it better and better um and i'm not done with the game and i this is making me want to get right back in but the the that stuff goes in places i thought was really heartfelt and good and i think it deserves the writing awards that it's getting the game awards game and award it got some others in other places um i think that stuff's really good in here and
1: like, it made me feel sentimental about an old Chewbacca Star Wars figure, yeah, like, yeah. And, and it's moments like that that are so good. And it, it makes me that much more frustrated with. It's not that the moments are bad. It's just that they put too many of them in because I'm not exaggerating when I say at least on that initial mission, but I think it does carry forward. They don't stop talking. There's never a moment where they stop. The only relief you get is there are a point where Drax and Gamora are busy and Groot gets separated from you and it's just you and Rocket. Yeah. And I was like, okay, at least it's just (laughs) two people talking (laughs) instead of all of them talking, which is an extra problem. Like I actually think Groot might be part of the problem because they make him just as chatty as everybody else. But the problem with Groot is you have to get the – I am Groot. And then you have to get Rocket going, no, we don't know where we can find any anti-grav emitters. What are you asking for? It's like, you got to get the Groot line and then Rocket has to summarize what Groot just said yeah. and then react to it on top of it. And it just never, it never ends. That entire first stage, <laughs> they talk through the entire thing. It's a lot. And
0: yeah, it's, a it's, lot.
1: it's just not. It's too, it's too much.
2: But I know you're saying like, you're, I know you're you're fun. saying it's bad. But when you say it, I just feel like oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> no matter how badly you put it, my brain yeah. is still like, no, Cause, it seems sweet. Because I'll sure agree, right. I'll, like, I'll I,
0: agree I that they talk a lot, but I don't I I don't hate it. I kind of like it. I mean, I it's very chatty, but it's I don't know. I feel like they for the most part they earn it. And the more you go, the further you get, the more it's earned. But that's I like I guess it's I, like Gears of war like
2: get the f down dom yeah. like that, you know there's a second no, line is, it's get a, the f out of the way <laughs> No
1: it's not that like I think the problem is is that it is the early banter is exactly that like it's your typical marvel flare banter someone says something somebody have a, has a smart ass quip to go along with it then someone justifies why they say it Then they bite back, then they bite back. But you got to go around the entire table of guardians to hear everybody's take on it. So like there's a part where Peter falls and then Rockets like, oh, my gosh, Quill just fell. I wonder if he's dead. I am Groot. I don't know, Groot. Maybe he broke his neck. And then you got Drax like, what happened to Quill? (laughs) Oh, he fell down a hole. And then Gamora's like, is he okay? And he's like, I don't know. He's not moving. His neck might be broken. And then he, then rocket looks at Quill. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I just found this thing here. He says he's okay. Like it's just so it goes too long. Mm-hmm. And like, there's funny moments and funny jokes in there that you could absolutely hit, but it gets lost in the shuffle. And, uh, Just saying, they could they could
2: have said as much with fewer lines. Basically, yeah. Not
1: everybody needs to have their have their moment. Like you can you can lessen it a little bit. And Mm -hmm. I think the game is legitimately funny at times. I think the writing is is legitimately very good. And I would agree with Scott. I actually think the character the takes on the characters in this game are really good. I've never been a big Star Lord fan, but I actually kind of like him in this game. Uh, Rocket is basically the same rocket as the movie but maybe a little more emotionally charged and heartfelt Groot is Groot Drax is basically Drax the only one I think doesn't do well is uh Gamora who is unfortunately just a little I don't know she's just there's a mean edge to the things she says in the comments like that is missing some of the softness that's behind like, yeah, rocket's like, "Ah, I don't know. Quill just died, but you know, he's joking around and having a good time. If Gamora said that, I'd kind of be like, Oh, I think she thinks I'm dead.
0: Yeah. She's kind of just a, I mean, again, she's very much like this in the comics. Some people complain in the movie that she was too nice. And you know, I I just think I prefer her nicer. Um, Whatever. It, It is what it is, but I just think it builds in a way that you would like it more and more. Like, I don't think you're far enough to, to, Hey, everyone can tell you this, right? Oh, you're not far enough. You got to watch more of the movie. You got to see more episodes of the show. You're not enjoying it.
2: Yeah, maybe, maybe if you play it a bit longer, you'd be like, Oh, I see why it's like this. And actually it's super awesome. That's and what happened I'm going to
1: find out like, here's the thing, as much as I'm complaining about how much they talk and it's a lot, but <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to keep playing. Uh, it's the, the good stuff is good enough to keep me playing. I also think the game has some control issues. I kind of don't think it plays the best. Like they do a flying segment pretty early in the game. And I was like, am I actually controlling this ship or am I not? What's going on? Oh, that little, uh, yeah,
0: it's kind of on rails. That's a weird se- it, sequence. It
1: felt really bad. Um, yeah. the way you shoot the guns as as Peter feels really, really weird. I think it'll ultimately feel fine once all the mechanics and stuff are in place, but it's, uh, You know, it plays like a third person shooter game. So you would think, okay, well, I pull left stick to aim, right stick to shoot. And what it is, is it's just no, you press and hold right stick to shoot. There Mm -hmm. is no just tapping it. Mm -hmm. You have to hold it and you don't ever aim it. Left trigger just becomes a lock on when you're in combat. I don't like how it feels, but the stuff that it does. It is weird. weird. It's a little weird. It's very weird. Yeah.
0: I got used to it and didn't mind it, but it took me a bit to get used to that but I
1: I do think that the game in general though is good enough. The soundtrack's awesome. Yeah,
0: it's great. Things I
1: like about that game soundtrack's phenomenal. It does look really good. Mm -hmm. And I'm surprised at how good I think it looks because the, the early stuff I saw, it, I remember thinking like, Oh, I don't kind of don't like how any of this looks, but it all comes together in motion and actually looks pretty decent. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I like it enough to where I'm going to give it a shot and I'm going to keep going through it. I'm not so sick of them talking that I don't want to ever hear them talk again, but I will say that if you're like me and you watched those initial previews and you went, boy, that's a lot. My opinion on that has not changed. I just think that the quality of product around it might be enough to where it doesn't ruin it completely.
0: I think that's fair. someone a B, sorry bills above in the chat made the comment that as much chatter as there is, you never hear repeats like, and yes, I, I can't and think of impressive. it. Yeah. You never hear him say anything twice. Uh, and I have yet as far as I'm further in than you and I never heard, I've never heard any of the jokes come hap- happen twice. I've never heard him say anything twice. And that in its own right is kind of crazy because most games are lots, tons of repeated dialogue. Right. And I'm just, I don't get that in this game.
1: Here's a, here's an example I think of where like an obvious place you can make a cut. Yes, it was different dialogue each time, but there's a section where there's a kid escorting you through a place and you're handcuffed. Oh, yeah. And you're supposed to be following her because technically you're her prisoner. Yeah. Um, And if you go off and explore on your own, every single time you do it, you get a different dialogue. And I I guess I'm happier that it's a different recording and not like a canned line on repeat, Mm -hmm. where she's like, hey, you're the prisoner. You're supposed to be doing... What I tell you to don't go off and explore and then Peter comes up with some reason why it's okay that he's doing that. And it's cool that it's unique each time. But the fact that the game feels the need to do it, you know, all six or seven times you do in that sec in that section of her pointing out that you shouldn't be doing this was it's too much. You, we do, it's the same joke every single time, even if it's different dialogue.
0: Yeah, that's true. I don't know how many how many times they planned for for that, but I had to happen a lot because I was always looking for that trash you're supposed to pick up. Not trash, but uh, whatever the hell, scrap. Called the scrap. Yeah. And
1: then there was a there was a hidden costume. That's the other thing. Is like the costume thing is really cool. Like I immediately put Peter in a different outfit because I do not like the the movie inspired look that they went with for him. Uh, So I put him in something more comic booky, but like I got the movie version of Groot almost right away in the game. I got a really awful costume for Star Lord pretty early on, and you just you put it on, it gets integrated into the cutscenes. Like I really like the way they do alternate costumes in the game
0: too. Yeah, the tech's great. This this Deus Ex team, Bo, hopefully is working on that next, and if they can carry over some of the tech. Uh, improvements that this game has, like just visuals and stuff, that would be awesome. I'm ready for a new yeah. uh, new one of those anyway.
2: Always, always ready for new Deus Ex. Yeah. I could release one every week as far as I'm yeah, concerned.
0: Yeah, I'd be ready for that right now. All right. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're having an, at least a good enough time to to maybe keep pushing through. I need to get back to, to that game. Uh, Bo, still playing the, the Valheim and the Wild Rift and the whatnot?
2: Yep. Yeah, same games on rotation. Yeah. So... What's the PC part
0: work. picker? What's this? Is this a game or is this something you're doing?
2: It's not a game, but uh, I've been starting, I've been going pretty nose deep. It's funny that you're building a cabinet, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to build my own PC at this Ooh. point. So I discovered PCpartpicker.com, which is a really nice place to just shop and understand. So I haven't built a PC in a while, so I've been doing some re education on. Uh, parts and how they all operate and you know blah 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 it's you know been a while Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like this game where you're just like i'm building pcs on pc part picker and i'm like do i go with a 10th gen intel and what are the parts that work with the 10th gen intel and there's like you know solid states and NVMEs to consider now what are the sockets and and board types And i'm like maybe not that you know maybe this and then i you know making the, the dude 12th gen intel chips are interesting with the extra Eight e cores, so mm-hmm. some different kind of core for simultaneous. Product. And I'm like, hmm, maybe one of these. And then you're playing around with price, and of course, like I could, I have a 1050 Ti, which is a terrible card, but it's at least in the realm of current gen. It's probably on the the back end of compatibility or support. Sure. But like, if I can build a PC around the graphics card, just use the one that I have now at least, and kind of swap that out last or something like that, or just try and put my feelers out. I'm like, I I need. I'm operating on an i7. that It's like a 4,000. It's like a 4th gen i7. We're up to like th- 12th gen Intels. And it's like a 4th gen Intel or 3rd gen i7. Mm. So it's like, anyways, it's been a while. And I'm trying to get myself edumacated. So I f- I never knew about this site before. And this site's a great little way to... Um,
0: I haven't either. It's the first time I've heard of it. That's really cool. Know, I've,
2: I've been watching like Jay's Two Cents and Linus Tech Tips and some other... YouTube content creators. Also, it's a big thing where you can kind of find out about parts on videos. Mm-hmm. But um, if I discovered that and it's just kind of my favorite. It's kind of become a pastime where I just hang out at the site and and just build and shop for parts and stuff. And I'm like, hmm. So I like that they've given you... That's a, why I put it in my list of games because I'm like, it's kind of just a game I'm playing where I'm just building. Uh,
0: they, give you the, they give you an updated list of all the cheapest, not cheapest, best prices and places to get the components. Um, the video card... Does that mean Amazon's <laughs> got them in stock? Oh my gosh, that's twenty six hundred dollars yeah, of this you price.
1: Can get so, some of those video cards on Amazon, you're just gonna pay for it.
2: Yeah, yeah, so the cheapest cards that were in stock. So I think you gotta join a queue to get a better deal or maybe know someone. The cheapest cards in Canadian prices for anything two thousand and above, mm-hmm. like like NVIDIA twenty hundred or the Verizon equivalents, are all thousand dollars and higher. Damn, dude like a thousand dollars for the GPU and I'm like, man, come on, dude. Like I wanna build a new PC. I might not even go 12th gen. I'm I'm figuring I might try to go. I nines are kind of reasonably priced, 10th gen even. Yeah. And DDR4 is really cheap. So I could like just make a a decadent ass computer for the same price as I could just barely get over the hump on a 12th gen. Yeah. Slap a nice video card on it. So I'm just like, you know, I'm like I'm comparing and like deciding what I want because I'm like I'm gonna start dropping money. i'm just going to start buying parts i figure yeah. at this point and slowly uh, migrate what i can you know like i said the 1050 and all that to the new system so anyways i just discovered the site and it's this it's this fun hobby of find out to, to hang out hang out pc part picker <laughs> nice and you know pick my parts
0: that's nice i've never even heard of it yeah. so that's cool that's a cool resource i'll have to use the and they and chat room it's uh pc part picker.com if you uh if yeah. you didn't, if you missed it, pretty red yeah. um, Also, yeah.
2: by the way, just on the news side of things, this is mainly for John's benefit because I know he likes Final Fantasy XIV. But Wild Rift released one of my one of the coolest looking characters. So I'm not big on cat boys. What's
0: a cat boy? Um, oh, because okay. they're like you know yeah, cat like, boys. Boys. You know?
2: Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but there is a really cool cat boy here uh, champion in League of Legends called his name Set S E T T. And so basically, he's a cat boy with a strong bod. But what's great about him (laughs) is that he's also a crime lord and a wrestler. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And so his deal is he power bombs people and he doesn't have weapons. He just has fists and he's he's a wrestler, but he's a cat boy. And I'm like, it's my favorite. I'm not big on cat boys. I could do with cat boys and, and girls and pretty much any game I play. But this. This idea of a of a wrestler cat boy is actually really
0: awesome. So there he is. So. Uh I just put it up on screen, John. So I, I sent you the link in Discord. That's your cat boy, and that's set. Oh,
2: nice. Yeah. yeah. Not like King from Tech, and he doesn't actually have like a head that's a line. He's just got the cat ears. Yeah. And a fancy wrestler, you know, fancy like fantasy style wrestling outfit, you know. It's, it's very gaudy, but yeah. yeah. Uh the set is amazing. That's actually not a great drawing of him. I agree. But, um, <laughs> I
1: don't love it. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> there's there's a, there's a there's really good key art life trying to make things that appealed simply to me, but, but there's really
2: well. good key art of him in the game though and of course his in-game character model is pretty sweet. Oh yeah. Um yeah.
0: He is a he has a skin that's a robo butler?
2: Yeah, I don't know about any of what <laughs> you're showing there. <laughs> I that's according yeah. to this. I don't know. I it's skins, but, but yeah, he's know. a crime. He's a crime lord. Yeah, those are like his concept arts for his thing. Yeah, but it's just that. It also, he's a crime lord. He's a cat boy, but also he's of the Hutt, and a wrestler. He's also a wrestler. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of hate him. So he, He's just sweet. You know, I have if my next cat
1: D&D boy character uh, ready now.
2: Right? Like it's kind of awesome. Like I would play a, res- a cat boy wrestler. Crime lord. What's a his? Um,
0: lord. What's his lane? Or what's his role? What's he do?
2: Um, I'm not sure. I, I think I've been seeing him played. I've seen him played as support in professional league play a long time ago. I don't know if that's still an applicable lane for him. Mm. Um, but I've seen him in top lane um, in my ranked matches so far. He's only been in the game two days. I've seen him in a lot of top lane.
0: It's where the cat boys
2: belong. Top lane, or they yo. call it solo lane, or maybe barren lane.
0: Mm. Yeah. Baron Wild Lane, Earth. yeah, yeah. sounds like a lot the of fun. Top laner, basically. Well, there you go. Look out for Bo and his gold level
2: cat boy. Yeah, I, I don't have him. I, I played. I play uh, dual lane. I'm I'm I'm, an, I'm a carry. Yeah, you like. You've always been a good carry, right? That's yeah, kind of your yeah. thing. I'm playing Ezreal. Have you played any Ezreal in Wild No, Earth? no. Is he good? Is yeah, he's pretty fun. Yeah. He t- He's like he's like a tool and Raynor mixed together. He teleports but then shoots. Oh, that's cool. And, and has a big laser thing and he says i don't know he's just like he's a very handsome boy (laughs) like one of his skins is like it ain't easy being this handsome it's kind of a curse (laughs) It's like, (laughs) and you know as easy as for ezreal like because his first two letters is easy and that's also a taunt you know Hmm. say like it's easy to kill you it's easy wow he's pretty obnoxious i like him that's
0: fantastic uh well all right well done everybody Hey, we're going to play a mashup. Jamie made a mashup that makes me nervous. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's called uh, uh, The Blacks. And I don't remember where this came from or what the conversation was. I really hope it's that curb convo but I really don't know.
2: We may not make it to episode 300, everyone. I
0: really don't know what this is. So hopefully, I guess, hold on to your butts. Here it is. Uh, Thank you again, Jamie, for
2: this. Get your lazy ass up off my couch. Get your lazy ass out. Get your lazy butt off my couch. Get up off my couch. Really missed your calling. Why? Why? (laughs)
0: So, Master, my guy's name is Teddy Thunderhose. Or, sorry. sorry. Teddy Thunderhose. Thunderhose. (laughs) I like it. They nail a thing to one of those little freaking bug monster cats in the game. What are those called? Momobos or Bobobos? (laughs) Monbobos? Oh, are
1: (laughs) Are you talking about Moogles?
0: Moogles, that's it.
1: Don't Google it. Gaggle it.
0: (laughs) Gaggle it? What would Gaggle do? What would be their differentiator between these? Hey, Google, who's gaggling now? There's no content filtering. It's just Just porn. all porn. Gag porn. People gagging each other. Oh man! <laughs> it's
2: like Homer, and, just gifts of Homer and Bart.
0: I assume that's a thing, right? People, because gag balls and stuff. Fat Japanese guy with a hundred hand slaps. What's his name? Uh, e Honda. e Honda. There you go. Electronic Honda. It's the new wave of cars <laughs> coming soon. You guys are the perfect receiving end of when I. <laughs> Say a bunch of dumb shit. Yeah, sorry. Like, I should wait till you finish before you laugh. Re- <laughs> I'm the pitcher. You're the catcher. That's no, not what I
2: <laughs> we're the receiving
0: end. You need some more time to gag down your gaggle. Nah, you
2: we, Yes, <laughs> I need more time to gag down my gaggle. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> Ignore the herpy on my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> the herpes. Don't hit me there, it hurts You know, there's a sensitive. thing called blush You could maybe cover that up, sir Don't hit me, it's no, a herpes This herpes is the source of all of my power
0: The time Silver Surfer put his ween in the hole in the wall And changed everything, <laughs> <laughs> whatever
1: Ah, it was so good was a
0: Oh, the old hole in the wall oh, The old ween <laughs> in the hole in the wall from Sil- Silver Surfer's ween <laughs> all over your what? face
2: what is bo doing <laughs> Oh my gosh. My gosh,
0: that was awesome uh, i'm screwing around with zoom
2: I didn't i'm mean suddenly
1: to inside bo and it just you know
2: yeah we were inside shorts it seemed weird inside, inside shorts. Shorts. The name of my new podcast yeah i'm excited every week a new person i get inside of
0: oh wow you pen- get inside of me. <laughs> you penetrate a new person each week that's fantastic
2: well shepherd my
1: sword is a penis uh <laughs> they don't do that oh no, my penis is a sword you mean my bad
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i had to correct you there you know it's important my sword is a penis. Everyone always says, Oh, the blacks on this TV are incredible because they are. It eliminates any of that oh, gray. I
1: owe I a lot of friends apologies because I call up a lot of people racist. Wakanda forever. May, may not have been quite saying what I thought
0: they were. Oh, well, now, see, now you know, and you can do better moving down the road. You'll be fine. Well, Bo made it worse by saying Wakanda forever at the end of that somehow. Did
2: I say it then? I don't even trust TMS mashups. Maybe he edited that from another part. I said Wakanda forever. You're right.
0: Actually, you're smart to wonder because he can. Maybe he not,
2: but I don't know. I can't, just, I can't know for sure. There's so much in there that I don't remember any of us saying.
0: He does fool about with that stuff sometimes. I love these. Jamie, thank about. you for that as usual. Uh, he says he's got a real humdinger for next week. Uh, as well so watch for that coming up soon time for a couple of quick emails that's a good question we got one here uh talk to the court gmail.com is the uh, email address you want to use joshua wrote in says good day scott john and Bo. i assume he's from the down under there says with the abk buyout do you think microsoft xbox will go back and titan forge warcraft 3 reforged into what it was originally meant to be no, I don't, Joshua. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah,
2: no, I don't think so. Yeah. Do
1: I wish they would? Yes. Do I think they will? No.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. Why would I mean that? Because you could also say, that's, do you think they'll that's, go that's, back and the
3: crux? Uh, yeah, why exactly.
0: Exactly. Or why would they go, you know, say, oh, I'm going to help you with Man Crick's wife all these years or whatever. Like, you're not going to go back and fix old things that are kind of passed on. Like, no one cares now. They're all... I mean, people are still a little mad about Reforged, but, you know, you're not... I'm definitely still mad. About yeah, it. I'm, I, I am too. I don't. That
1: BlizzCon was such a downer, and the one thing I walked away from it going was, man, but Warcraft 3 Reforged was really awesome. Yeah. And I can't wait to play it. And I bought... I pre-ordered it. Yeah. And I was so burned by it. And they didn't tell us. Like, that's the thing, is it's like, it's one thing, like... It's one thing to, to you know, have them come out there and go, well, you guys, it's not going to be what you think. But like they really kept that one secret.
0: Yeah, they did. And when they showed it, I'm, I'm with you. In 2018, I, the opening ceremonies, that was the year, right? Yeah, 2018. I remember thinking, oh, well, that, you know what? I think I'm actually walking out of here thinking that Reforged is the game I'm most excited about, weirdly. Because nothing else was nothing was new. They didn't announce Diablo Four. Nobody was excited about Immortal. It was just like a weird introduction to the to the week. But that game stood out, and the redone scene with like the whole scourge, not scourge, the um, the the culling of Stratholme stuff, all reanimated and redone. I was like, man, they're gonna do this to this game. It's gonna be incredible. They didn't even keep the scene they showed in there. No,
1: yeah. it's no, the one they had done. They it could have been a weird outlier, but you can tell somebody sat back and went, Guys, this one part's gonna be really good compared to the rest. Should we just leave it in and have one really good moment or should we take it out? And they're like, take it out. Yeah. Maybe people won't know. But like we did. We all went up there and we all played um the calling of Strath home together, and that was my favorite moment on the floor of blizzcon that year Yeah. was all of us playing calling a strath home yeah, together yeah
0: that was fun i i did it twice did it again up, upstairs in the in the thing the 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 press thing yeah. and the food was good that year 2018 had a good buffet 2017s eh 2016s it was pretty good 15 yeah they got better as you went along 2011 was a bad
1: i don't remember i <laughs> To me, I always go so long that I'm starving that it doesn't matter what they feed us up there that I just would be appreciative. That that. was
2: the only year I got the press pass. Oh, was it? 2018 was? Yeah. Yeah, Remember the year
1: where Bo just had to come up the stairs and look at us longingly through the press area?
2: And I tried to talk the guy, the security guard, into letting me through, and it almost worked. I tried
0: really hard with... um. I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was Lindsay or somebody that year. I was like,
2: Bo really should have a thing. Like... Why, why does like do I'm not gonna do anything? I'm just gonna stand on the other side of the invisible gate and be there. Yeah, like just like having gone the next year, I'm like, this is what you kept me out of, <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm friends with D. Scott Johnson, who's doing your QA. He's oh, like, matter. let me hang out behind the invisible gar- barrier. I oh. won't eat any of your food.
0: <laughs> I didn't have, I had, no, I had no pull, obviously, but that was also the year, 2017 is the year that Bo had the Bush burger, and we'll never forget that great moment. It was one of the most amazing yeah, they times. They
2: made me eat Bush burgers. Yeah, Bush burger. It was amazing. <laughs> they made me eat Bush burgers and see minorly satisfactory Reinhardt. <laughs>
1: Criticize (laughs) Reinhardt Cosplayer Because the real Reinhardt's much bigger like, yeah. that's the thing. It wasn't any issue with the cosplay. That's one
2: of those things where I said it before I thought about it. It happens sometimes. I'm yeah. sure it happens on the show a lot.
0: Sure. It is one yeah, of those just, things, but it was a yeah, beautiful it was, moment. It was, it was
2: pretty insulting overall. I'm glad he didn't hear it and it kept it. To, <laughs> we just shared it on the podcast. Yeah, we just we shared
0: listen. it into the world on the podcast multiple yeah. times today. Included.
2: But there were multiple My- Reinhardts, so they probably all think I'm talking about them. If
1: that's didn't. true. Every time oh, I've hung, hung out with Joe in person. It has been a wonderful experience, but one that is always followed by I spend time with Bo (laughs) and then I get around my other friends and I excitedly tell them the last thing that Bo did. Yeah. Like that's basically because he was one of the first people I saw when, uh, what was it? Was it for the Heroes thing where we first met in California? Irvine.
2: Yeah. I think it was. And then Mm -hmm.
1: we went for a walk. Yep. And then he told me how everywhere he saw was where they filmed Terminator 2. <laughs> yeah, and little, so I never a,
2: saw those before. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, they filmed Terminator 2 here?
0: <laughs> They're <laughs> so, all over the place. So there's no way they filmed right there. But I loved that story. That was a great story. Yeah.
1: So yeah. that was it. it was like, it was a wonderful time hanging out with Bo. But then as soon as I got around other people I knew, it was like, guys, you got to hear what Bo did as soon as he saw, like, a, a wash. He said, "Like this is where they filmed Terminator Two for every single one of them." Yep. Um, that's just that's what hanging out with Bo is. It's yep. a wonderful experience that then you can't wait to share with yep.
0: others. He's the only guy that ever. There's there's only one man, male, someone who presents as male who has ever <laughs> kissed me on the cheek on stage really? at a nerdacular, and you're the only one. You've
2: never been kissed by another man. Nope.
0: Well, not. I mean, in public, like on a stage thing. Never.
2: Oh, okay, okay, yeah. In private, I, I make out with him all the time. I, I don't know why I did that. It's not like I was upstairs in my hotel room going, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to kiss Scott in the cheek just for some reason. I, I love it.
0: It's one of my favorite and I also photos. talked
2: about, like, the first time I'm up in front of people at Nerdtack here, I would tell them about the shit I just took. <laughs> 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 everyone else is like, I'm the host of this tech podcast. It's pretty cool. I'm uh, like, I took a shit, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I got to No, like,
0: Joss asked if even, not even Patrick. No, Patrick never kissed me. Not once. I mean, his penis. It, no, it is. <laughs> yes, he touched me with his Europeanus. I yeah. did not expect that. Um, boy, he's cranky today. He f- fell and hurt his arm in Helsinki and complained. I, yeah. I feel oh. bad that he
1: fell, but him complaining about everything being frozen made me laugh. It
0: made me laugh too. I shouldn't have laughed, but I laughed. Sorry, Patrick, if you hear this, that was funny. Well, yesterday.
1: you have to keep in mind the first time I ever met Patrick in person, he was dealing with a horrible experience of. Losing a tooth or breaking a tooth.
3: Yeah, he broke in his tooth. A
1: different country from where he lives, mm-hmm. which that's the whole thing. Like breaking a tooth is bad enough. Now imagine doing it elsewhere. It's probably not that bad of a deal for Americans. And it, it hurt
0: like a mother. Care. He was he was in serious pain that year. It, like so, it hurt. Yeah.
1: My first introduction to Patrick in person was him in full cranky mode. <laughs> And so whenever he's fully cranky, it's just endearing to me because it's like, that's, that's what my first experience around him. I was think like,
0: that was oh. the year where I said, why are you so, or no, no, he was smoking. He goes, I needed a smoke break. I'm like, I'll go with you. And then I realized, wait, you told me you quit smoking. I said, I thought you stopped. And he goes, I broke a tooth. <laughs> 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 it's like I'm going to smoke anyway. So I was like, all right, fine, whatever. It's not a problem. I yeah. love and miss Patrick. He's, he's great. He's very busy with his two kids now, and he got a lot going on. He was on the instance last week, though. So if anybody yeah, didn't hear that, episode, I heard it was him. Good. I was surprised. Yeah, it was good. He had yeah. to pipe in on that that Back Division Blizzard deal. He just, I, I don't blame him. We all had to get something out on that. It was like having a poo real bad. You just have to push and go. All right, uh, one quick email. What was, Dear, the, oh. Oh, was
2: there an email uh, related to that? Oh, just, oh yeah, no, War Three.
0: Yeah, that ain't happening.
1: The, did what, we answer it reforged Does, yeah we said no feel satisfied huh. yeah did
2: it, i Joshua? wouldn't count on any old games being any better than the state they left them yeah, i agree in, except uh, maybe world of warcraft may get a you know expansion that solves things
0: sure things. Uh, immortal might actually come out how about that uh bobby frankenberger he's uh, a regular around these parts he listens to the show and wrote in gear corg dear corgis booing boo- booing bo has ruined is what i'm trying to say The past few weeks of days with my children. Let me explain. Oh, great. Great. It says, my eight-year-old daughter loves Imagine Dragons. Her favorite song. (laughs) I'm so sorry, dude. (laughs) Her favorite song happens to be Enemy, the title song of the Netflix show Arcane. My daughter knows nothing about this show, but she loves the song. Now, thanks to Bo, every time she plays it in the house, which is a lot, all I can hear is Bo singing the song. (laughs) I'm still trying to figure out whether this is a good thing or not. He He says, regardless of whether or not Bo's constant presence in my house is good or bad, he has had a massively positive impact on my gaming life in the past few weeks. After hearing him talk about Hades on and off for a while, I finally decided to try the game out. Not only have I gotten into roguelikes, uh, sorry, I've never gotten into roguelikes too much. But hearing the way Bo would talk about that game got me intrigued. I love that game. It's amazing. I'm nearly 70 attempts and working on improving my heat levels and various weapons. I love the combination of roguelike randomness combined with your ability to subtly influence the randomness in builds that you want. I also love how Hades just isn't, or sorry, isn't just about the random roguelike decisions you make. It, is, uh, it also offers a skill system where you have to learn to play better. I don't, uh, and don't get me started on the story. It's amazing. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there and thank Bo. Hearing him talk about this game and also talk about his gaming interests in general has made me realize I too love these types of games and want to play and perfect your skills. Maybe Bo uh, can make up for ruining image or sorry ruining Imagine Dragons for me by telling me how he got twenty five heat in Hades. What weapons did you use? What build? How did you play? Thanks. Love the
2: show, Bobby. So. Uh, wow, that was a very nice long email to very nice. say thank you. I guess that makes me an influencer now. Uh, yeah. Super giant. where's my check, please? Yeah, well done. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I find the term influencer gross. I'm sort of just saying that jokingly, but I'm glad you <laughs> like it. I would recommend it for free. Yeah, it's a great yeah, game. Easily. Yeah. It's a great game. It's very good. So um, I haven't you- made to 25 heat. <laughs> I, I think I think I'm up to 16 heat. I think I was working on heat, but then I got distracted with other games, unfortunately. Unfortunately, there's just too many games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still have it downloaded on my rotation, so I do plan on playing it again. Um the strategy for each weapon is different. So I just think you gotta you gotta think about like tactically what you're doing not with just the weapons but the weapon subtypes Mm. so i find the fists very fun they are i think a little tactically more challenging than some of the other weapons but i think each of them have their own when you're playing with that heat level all of them have nuances that you have to learn so i don't really think there's one easy weapon but like any game as it gets harder you got to understand like what the weak blacksmith upgrades are and what the weak um God choices are because it's going to matter, right? Like Dionysus is actually really good. Mm-hmm. Anything that it stacks is really good, um, as well, because c- you get the double stack. If you on the Dark Mirror, you get the, the two stack debuff on enemies, increasing your damage by 40%. So, generally speaking, you want to do that. An easy, cheesy way to play is to take the shield that you can leave hover and go for Zeus so that it, every time the shield hovers and hits in place, it procs lightning. And it also can stand in place. Some bosses will stand in place. Like your the KDs will stand in place for a bit so you can get a lot of damage out that way. Mm-hmm. But that's the, that's the deal. Is like you can think of a strategy, but you can't just pick. You've got to deal with the randomness uh, of how it goes. And that's what makes it fun. So Nice. Um, practice, 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 practice. Yeah, to me, and, that, uh, that's that game. I'm sorry practice, about right? Imagine Dragons. It's, I. you know. Sorry. Welcome to the new age. Sometimes you wake up to the sound yeah wake up to the sound blah 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 i haven't watched in a while so i forget how it goes
0: i love it because they're from provo and i you're making it's all close to me everything about imagine dragons i both hate them and like them i think it's great that you had this influence on on his on his daughter's listening or that he all he can think of is you when he hears it i think this is all good none of this is bad I don't think any of this is bad.
2: We'll, we'll but, have a collab soon, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, let us know how that goes. All I know is uh, we love getting your emails, everybody. Please keep them coming. Talk to the core at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. A reminder that this show is brought to you by you. Yeah, that's right. Listeners like you at patreon.com slash core show. Uh, you guys are amazing, and we love it that you're over there supporting us. Please continue to do so or do so now. It's cheap. It's not a big deal, and it helps you know make cool content that you might like uh a lot and i hope you do i know i like making the show a lot so head on over there right now patreon.com slash core show and sign up if you haven't uh frogpants.com core for everything else we got going on we only have one more thing to do and that is to go around the table and get some words of wisdom from our illustrious hosts so john uh anything you'd like to say to the people before they leave
1: Look, you might think it's unimportant because you found yourself at 3 a.m. reviewing pornography on Steve. But just because that's where your life has taken you doesn't mean that punctuation isn't important. I encourage you all to remember the value of a good comma or period.
0: Wow, that's I'm beside myself with knowledge now. This is really good. Uh, Bo, I, it's a lot of work to keep up with that one. That was a hard one, but do you have anything to add?
2: Uh Misa Bombad, O-D-K, Moy Bombad. Okay. Wow. I, work bombad. Uh-huh.
0: It's never been better. This has never work, been a better work, outro. Bombad. Yeah, we killed it today.
1: Just moving all day, and it's just okie okay day. Okay day. Okie okay day. Okay day, okay day, okay day.
0: Oh, my Lord save us from ourselves. That's it. We're done. Thank you for being here. We have uh, more coming, so stick around for next week when we'll have a brand new show. Until then, take care, be nice, and play games. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Back to Pokemon Go.